What's happening, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you're you hanging out. It is the AM wake up. I can get off the, the start screen there. I can. I did it. Complete. What's happening, y'all? Oh, yeah. It is Tuesday. It is the 26th uh, of uh, September. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. It's. I never used to say the date, and now I'm starting to understand why. I just I get freaked out every time I'm like, oh wait, no, we are marching rapidly towards the end of the year. Um, you guys, there's all kinds of uh, stuff going on today, and so I don't want to stand on ceremony too much. Um, it's Tuesday. You guys know what that means. That means it's T Lab Tuesday. We're joined by uh, our good friend and brother, the founder, host of Last American Vagabond, Ryan Christian. Good morning, all. gentlemen. What's uh, going on? Ryan, we have a new contest going. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, I have nothing to do with this. I found out about this over the weekend. I, it's, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> there, <just> great. <laughs> there's, a, there's a T-shirt giveaway that's going to start happening uh, in relation to the Ryan Christian F-bomb tracker. Nice. So, nice. <laughs> when you come on the show. It's going to get me to do it more. <laughs> um, we're going to have, well, is it, we're going to do it because some days there, you know, some Tuesdays there's an area fuck to be found. Uh, and, and some days it's a little bit, a little bit more peppered, you know? So <laughs> we'll, they're, they're going to have a, a monthly tally and whoever gets it right gets a free t-shirt. Nice. That's cool. So based, so basically like a, uh, like a drink game, like so. Basically, how many f bombs I hit? Like whoever gets the number exactly right. Interesting. Well, I, I think I think the way that they're doing it is they're just uh, whoever whoever pays attention and has the right number and gets it to them first or something. Oh, like okay. That. But okay. It's, uh, so it's not you, like you a estimation. It's not a guessing game. It, it. It's a, you have to pay attention and follow along with what's going on. Game. Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Well, you know, what's funny is I, you know, I don't, I just have always made a point to not cuss on my show because I, I always, I mean, I, I was early on, got sent things from people that were like, we watched this with our family. You know, we sit there with the kids and we listen to what you're saying. We, we treat it like the news. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. You know? And, and so I just all, early on was like, okay, well, I'll, I don't want to be like ridiculous about it. So I try to keep these, I try to warn them, Hey, you know, earmuffs, something's coming on a video, but that doesn't mean that I don't cuss. I cuss all the time in my life. And I just, I've always, you know, not like in an egregious way, but I just, it's funny. So people view it differently, you know? So I love this. That's funny. I know, no, but I'm going to make a point to probably cuss more now because it'll be in my head. <laughs> they yeah. off a little bit. Fuck you. Keep them on their toes. Fuck you. <laughs> that's great. We, oh, the, we're, we're heavy on the sound drops now. I love it. I, I do. Love it. I do. It's tough. Who controls it that? Is. is that one of you guys? Yeah, yeah it's one of us. <laughs> guess who <laughs> yeah so uh what's going on this fine tuesday i mean we have we have silliness just about everywhere we turn i know we have a guest coming in in like 30 minutes yeah so it we've talked about we did announce it a couple of times but today we're going to be joined by by america's shaman himself jake and julie chansley and some of you may know from uh, absolutely everything associated with January 6th. Right. Uh, the, this, this fellow, you know, wittingly or un became the face of it, uh, for a very long time, wound up doing a little jail time over his participation. There's still people currently locked up over that. They've mostly been denied due process when they did get into court. They got railroaded 
They got thrown 8,000 separate charges in order to plead down to some of the lesser ones. The whole thing has been, yeah, the whole thing has just been lawfare and torture. There was a guy who committed suicide. Did you see those videos that Laura Logan put out? Did Ben Swan, uh, is, I think, it's, I think it's coming out through Truth and Media, Ben Swan's thing. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's powerful, man. Like, it actually kind of broke, that first video, which it's uh, Perna's his name, correct? He, he took his own life. And and the, the aunt is the one telling the story in the beginning. I mean, it's it's heart-wrenching, man. I mean, it's the, the story basically, you know, people decided this person was like the villain of all villains because he was a right-wing insurrectionist or whatever the narrative was. You know, he's just a guy, man. You know, you look at his life and his story and he's just, you know, and the, and ended up getting just ripped apart by the government trying to make a, a point with his life, you know, and it doesn't even appear that he was anything other than one of the people that just kind of went in like many of them, you know, and it's like, God, and he ended up hanging himself. He lost his friends, his family, his job. I mean, everything, his own community turned on him. It's like, it's just, that's so messed up that that your own, I mean, those that in the know understand that the government, that's what they do. They weaponize themselves against us. That's what their job is. But the average person doesn't realize how that can happen, that the entire government can be weaponized against you. Just and the media is what uh, facilitates it. A hundred percent. I mean, I consider that part of it when I say the government, quite frankly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I mean, everybody who, you know, has that visceral reaction, all they've seen is uh, CNN. I seen what happened that day is what I hear. I seen it. I watched it on TV. I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> There's so many mindlessly, willfully ignorant people. Like those same people will be the ones that in other contexts will tell you how the media will lie to you. Right. And, and you know, yeah. when it applies to what they don't like, but then of course they will blindly take this at face value because just, yeah, just everywhere, man. It's so frustrating. Uh, oh, you know, it was that clip that comes to mind that RFK, I, I don't think it was even a new clip, but I shared it. It was from that news nation interview, but where he makes this really great, very clear breakdown of the whole trust the experts mantra and how he makes the point. He's like, look, he's like, I've won lawsuits with this, which it blows my mind. I made this point in the pesticide conversation where you can win a law in a court of law, be proven to be correct. And yet it's still conspiracy theory. It's just ridiculous where we are today. But he makes this point. He's like, when I was trying the case about 5G, he's like, there was three experts on this side and three experts on this side. Experts from Harvard, Yale and Stanford. And we had a expert from Harvard, Yale and Stanford. And they said the exact opposite things. He's like, so the idea of trust the experts, he's, it's ridiculous. It's religious. And it is. It, it allows you to pick the side that you want to agree with and make yourself feel better about it. It's, it's everywhere. And then it, allows you to wipe, it allows you to wipe your hands of all other information. All responsibility, too. That, and, well, yeah, that's why you opt in in the first place. It's because right. you don't want to be responsible for your own decisions and your own thinking. You want to outsource that. You've got shit to do. So let's just let's let the the uncomfortable icky stuff get handled by the experts so that we can curl up to Netflix. Yeah, fuck that. You know, I mean, it's just but that's the the prevailing mentality. And Chris is right dude, with the I saw it on TV. I, I know what happened. Really? Because I was there and it took me a year and a half and talking to probably, you know, 15, 20 other people who were also there. Before we could honestly say, and that's with a bunch of other information being you know, revealed through court proceedings and stuff like that, before we could legitimately say that we had a decent handle on it, you, you saw 15 seconds on the TV and you know what happened? Oh, yeah. it's, it is really, it, it's, it's one of, I mean, it's interesting how obvious all of these data points are. That's one of the interesting parts of it. But the, my point was that there are so many different angles 
and different overlaps. That's why it's it's almost hard to wrap your mind around, even though it's that obvious. You know, the Ukraine overlap, the how, you know, the capital involvement, Nancy Pelosi's angle and, you know, all these things. It gets really convoluted for the average person. I can't believe person. this guy didn't wasn't the face. <laughs> oh that uh, wasn't real that's right that's is that real that's real right that's real I'm making sure i'm not being tricked i think i remember that it was a uh, i mean wait so the police thing and everything i don't remember that part though yeah man he had is a that police sam? i don't know I feel, sam, the yeah. reason i asked that is i feel like no, the sam hyde and altered it looks like hyde, sam, yes, it looks hyde. Like sam hyde. hyde somebody altered the face didn't they yeah because it's got it because everything's no. got to be sam hyde no. but this I just the only reason like I think I remember that get up, but the face looks different to me for some reason. There was like three of them. There was Jake and then two other ones that were in these. Uh, here I might have the hall. Were they picture. were they all in a group or were that just a random coincidence? They were wearing <laughs> animal skins. Um, <laughs> I mean, Vikings me was a pretty here. popular TV show at the time. So well, yes, was it? Was yeah, it? I, I, mean, was they, I, I don't know if they I were together. It was on Netflix. Netflix. I know yeah. people that were binge watching it on Netflix in 2020. Great show. 2021. There was the, yeah, months. there was three different ones in the furs. And there's, I don't have a clear picture of this right now. I'll have to pull one up. But there's a clear picture of the, the hallway where all the cameramen and stuff are. And it looks like uh, there was three of them. I mean, I think there's one right back there. In the fur, that is, that's a, three of them. That's a good picture right there. That's an interesting. The fur. Yeah, all the cameramen. Yeah, or just the, just the whole thing. You know, it's just the where he. You know, it's interesting. I, this is one thing I want to get into asking him. You know, it's like it's very interesting. Now, it could just be the way that it's been framed, but images like this, it seems like he was sort of the center stage of a lot of this while it was happening, and that's an interesting thing. Uh, is that I don't know if that's the outward perception because of the way it's now been framed. But like things like that, it's just like like almost like marching like, you know, down the middle and everyone's filming. It's just interesting, you know, and the way he was kind of guided around like this is what I want to get into that. Like, you know, at what point, you know, like I give it my gut. I have suspicions. I think we can all objectively about all sorts of things, but it doesn't seem like there's any indication that this person was, you know, that Jake, who's going to come join us, was necessarily like in the know about anything. I don't, I don't think anybody can prove that. And so I, my, right. my question would be like, at what point did you start to get suspicious? You know what I mean? Like, at what point did you start going, you know, they let us in, they're walking me around. Like, I would, that's weird if I was in that position, you know? So I'm curious about that. Yeah, and I mean, just the the fucking lies by CNN, yeah. by Cheney, by the committee, the fact that now they're destroying the evidence and getting rid of it. Uh, are I mean, not, the fact it's that not they, the evidence, but everything they had, everything that they had, uh, their testimonies and everything that they had uh, generated. I mean, they can't get rid of the videos and stuff like that. But the testimonies, they can get rid of that shit. What's, uh, what did they argue they're doing that for? Not that they need a narrative, but what did they say? I don't know exactly. But the fact like they didn't they didn't interview the police chief, the Capitol Police chief at all. They didn't like what? Why would you not? What? Why would you not interview that guy? I know. Well, I mean, I think we obviously know why. He's I mean, been I the know why, but story. The, the obvious yeah. point. I mean, there, cause there, there was an obvious involvement from the level of, of Pelosi and the Capitol Police at certain levels, allowing movement, like it, or even the people that were involved that were screaming for backup, repeatedly being turned down by Pelosi, right? Those people are probably in the know to some degree, even if it's that they are aware that something didn't go the way it did. And maybe they're like, I'm not talking about this. Like, I don't even want to be involved because I'm going to get, you know, suicided or something. You know I mean? The people, they're not stupid. They understand the people. You know, that I got more clips to show and stuff like uh, the clip of Pelosi's daughter 
discussing. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. You know how, and then there's because Pelosi's okay, so daughter they had what's her name exclusive uh, rights. Just, yeah, I feel like Dave DePep is gonna pop up. You know, once once all the video is released and people start really digging, 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 I believe he might pop up. Hopefully. They're gonna find Dave DePep with a backpack full of hammers. He's gonna have out. a hammer hook on it. He's gonna have carpenter pants on though, and he'll have a hammer <laughs> in there. But he's probably gonna have a camera on, most likely with a mask. Which, by but... the way, that little loop on your carpenter pants for you to put your no, it doesn't work. It's just the freaking handle of your hammer just knocks into your kneecap all day. Yes. It's like it's totally impractical. I don't know why they did that. Or maybe it's, it's for back. Maybe they had shorter. Pretend like you're a carpenter. Shorter hammers back then, you know. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it was for bricklayers. And they just, they're just little they? tink, tink, tink. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, tink, tink. <laughs> He's Christ, dude. What? So here, there, there's a bunch Speaking of crazy of shit. Speaking. I want to know, huh? Oh, the Capitol building being Masonic and just the whole ritual thing just drives me crazy. Well, let, let's go ahead. You know? Go ahead, Steve. I want. I wanted to ask about that. If you were going to say something, though, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! no. Let's, let's take it away with that. Okay. Well, just um, let's 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 go over that a little bit now because it, he, we were talking about that earlier, just about your the thoughts on that. You know, and I, I'm never one to dismiss any any theory. Like the you know the one thing I've always said about this concept, one historically, it's never something we should dismiss. Whether we're talking about the the secret societies that are very real or the the Masonic yep. or the occult, you know, overlaps the, these things. Wanna... Well, hold on. What I'm saying is that that stuff's real. But then what I've always mm -hmm. said about it is that the real question, I bring this up every time, is not whether or not it's we believe it's real. It's whether we think they might believe it's real and they might act mm -hmm. in accordance with that. And that's a very real logical thing for somebody that may be like conspiracy theory, not that they need anything to do that. Yeah. You know? but, but go ahead. I'm going to get into that when when Jake's on. Okay. Okay. Just, um, he was explaining his his getup, his the horns, the whole shaman, the ritualistic nature of it. So I want to get into that, and and it it'll all tie together because <laughs> there's no way it's not because just a little bit. You have This is what I this is what I love about uh about Chris be being on here lately is that they're really it does always eventually get to where you know get to where the 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 point was it may be a circuitous route but i'm familiar with that it the, i'll do the 500 meter mosey on a quick point just for funsies you know uh yeah, so i do i did <laughs> but like a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't know just something real quick like your state capital is spelled al right and the u.s capital is ol mm -hmm. right why is that because it's a temple it's literally it's, well, a temple. That's, that's why it, right. Well, is that the, that's not the stated reality. Like there's a, they have a narrative for what the yeah. difference is, I believe. But, but what, what, go ahead. This is what I meant. We don't have to get into the part of him. I, I'm no, interested. No, the OL in, is because it's considered a temple. That's is why, that what that's they say publicly? Is that what they actually say? Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah, this is the official that. designation. Founders is, founded, the founders founded the capital in to the, the goddess of Columbia. Solomon's third temple, right? The capital of Solomon's third temple. The capital of Solomon's third temple. It will elaborate for because you know. Go ahead. What do you mean by that? And and why, where's that coming from? 
because I'm interested in this. And I, I actually didn't know that point. If that's if that's really what the state of reality is, that's really fascinating. And that leads to the point I was making or ties back to it, that these people believe that. Right. That they believe that there's more of like yeah, a, a religious almost overlap to this or, you know, oh, it's interesting. Thomas yeah, Jefferson I mean, called it uh, the first temple dedicated to the sovereignty of the people. Right. So interesting. and then specifically the founders of the Capitol Temple likened it to Solomon's Temple in Jerusalem. Uh, this is, I have every hope that grand work we have done today will be handed down to a late posterity as huh. as the like work of that ever memorable. <laughs> I can't read memorable temple to our order erected by our ancient grandmaster solomon maryland grandmaster joseph clark september 18 1793 at the laying of the cornerstone interesting so, i mean they were all masons for the most part yep. right i mean they're that's very it's all very ritualistic this is yeah. very ritualistic i mean the capital is within the belly of the beast right so, the capital is within the belly of the owl so, so when you say ritual what do, what do you mean by that? Like, let's break that down as well. Like, are we talking about just a like a like, for instance, voting is a ritual, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. But so do you mean it like that or do you mean it more in like graduation. the occult sense? Um, the occult sense on this one. Interesting. Right? I mean, it all is a cult, really. I mean, like graduation is an occult. Yeah, to a degree. Oh, to Saturn. Well, I mean, well, it depends on how you mean that because a cult really just means like unseen. You know what I mean? Like it, there's, mm -hmm. there's way, the ways that we can define it. I mean, more in the sense like you know, like a blood sacrifice, kind of a le extreme level of it versus that's what we had like, on January 6th. Okay. Well, that's, that's what you, that's what you're thinking. Okay. So interesting. So you, but how there is that? Two case people killed only, well, on one, only one person, right? No, there was a Barbara. Who was the other girl? I have the video of them bringing Ashley her Babbitt. and they drug her into the Capitol. And then they were trying to resuscitate her at that point. What that's happened? when, uh, Aguin, Aguino, Aquilino, I can't pronounce his name, but, He's an officer who testified, you know, he's violently attacked and beaten and, and he, he could bear, you know, he had to be drug out of there. When in this video, you clearly see him uh, walking ahead of the group that's dragging in on a uh, stretcher. Uh, shit, I need to know her name. Barbara. Now I can't remember it. I, just, <clears> I always thought was there was second. only one person that, that I thought. Yeah, Ashley Abbott, the and then the police woman. officer later, they claim, but that didn't actually happen there. Supposedly, there's videos of the police dragging this woman into the uh, tunnel and beating her to death. Really? Why would that not be? I mean, how, I mean, I guess there's plenty of stuff that I miss as well. But like, I'm surprised that wouldn't be. But that, I don't know the time. I don't know the or? time. I don't know the times of these. Right. Because Ashley's a shot. Right. So yeah. shots ring out. It's almost like a bang. This is over, guys. <laughs> right. Cut. <laughs> We're done. And then if we look at the Ashley Babbitt uh, cut down and, and the breakdown uh, that we played here, what, last month? Yeah, the news breakdown. The, it, it, I don't know if you've seen it or not, Ryan. There's a, a channel on Odyssey called Woo's News, and he's got did some just phenomenal uh, January. Roseanne Bolin. Work. Boylan. That's right. Oh, Chris the, Graves. Just Rose, Roseanne Boylan. Okay, you're now going to have 85 DMs from Chris with this specific story from 9,000 different angles. <laughs> Good. That's well, how I got. Works. I got a lot of the videos to show stuff like this. Uh, you oh, know. Look at that. I mean, that's crazy. I did. So um, not, it was not de detailed. How is this not a large? I mean, that's crazy. Like I've never. This is because when you look at this and you see the Ashley Babbitt breakdown. Yeah. The Ashley Babbitt breakdown is like 35 seconds. 
right? It's like 35 seconds of all the angles that were found of Ash of what happened to Ashley Babbitt. And then when you look at it, you watch the fucking uh, security glass just pop out of the fucking doors, mm-hmm. like almost on cue. The people that are surrounding it, the <gasps> hand signals being done. I feel like and I might actually is- remember something about this now, like the dispute about whether that, but it was like a brief and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm wrong. But so the idea is that this person got <laughs> dragged into somewhere and got beaten and, and, and that got covered up as a medical emergency. Is that the, is that the story? Uh, no, I mean, I, a lot of people don't know anything about her. I mean, it's, was- it's right on like mainstream media. I looked it up. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, Why well, was the say on there about her? Uh, here, I'll just bring it. I up. heard it, there's video, some clips of her being drugged into one of the tunnels, being pulled in because she ended up in the Capitol. I have a clip right here of that when they're in the Capitol and they attempt to, they're trying to uh, resuscitate her. One of the rioters that stormed the Capitol and it says she passed away due to medical circumstances that were not detailed. How the fuck does it end up like that? How do you not, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. Just, well, oh, who her, knows? You know, just uh, push uh, it to the side. Uh, See, this is when they brought her in. And this is that Aquino says he was injured, so, so injured. Oh, well, oh, so they're, it's, they're not, I thought the way you described it. No, no, I mean, dragging her they in. had dragged her into a tunnel, beat the shit okay. out of her, and then brought her inside. Is there any video of that part of it? So supposedly, supposedly. there is. There's There's 80-something thousand hours and... How would that I mean, not? Like, my point is, and I'm not dismissing. It's some. I'm very interested, but like, and my this point didn't with this has always this been there's so many cameras. Until... We just saw with the Jake thing. There's cameras everywhere, so yep. it seems like somebody would have gotten that video, and that would have been prominent. Like people would have been screaming about that. You know, where this is didn't that? Come out until what? Uh, let me see the day that I I took what May something like that. What do May? you have here? What do you have here, Ryan? Oh, wasn't I just showing that? I, that was the sun thing I was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> but it's not, you know, and just because it's not seen is never a reason to dismiss it, right? But it's, I'm interested because I've made this point about January 6th a lot. Like, oh, for shit, instance, when Tucker made this big statement about the thing that Fox wouldn't let him play, and I'm just like, that's BS. And it later played, and I'm like, these are things that we've all seen. It was hype for the most part. It was video that we've gotten from 14 different angles, and they're acting like that Tucker was going to break the whole story with the video that we've all seen in a different angle. The point is that we've seen almost every angle from a thousand different cell phones and cameras, you know, so I'm just interested. I like I would love some some cell phones that were confiscated and nothing's been seen on them because they're locked up. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. There's still a lot of shit that's uh, and and, and to your point, they're deleting it all now. Tucker thing when it showed Jake being kind of led through the halls, I had never seen that until Tucker. I had. I mean, that was one of the earliest things we saw. Oh yeah, that came. I had never seen him being led through the halls. Oh yeah, maybe I did, and it just like skipped my face or something well i mean because because it was made such a big prominent you know the right wing machine was like the story that tucker put out and the point was i mean i can go back to the shows we i mean you could see that was one of the earliest points here he is being led into the main room the guy's sitting up against the thing you know walking into these rooms like my point was like just because you may show like another angle of a different hallway we already knew that he was being led around and so on you know anyway tucker's not the point for today but i what i I think is interesting is (laughs) yeah he was i knew that part of the way he come into that room being led in but i never seen the the hallway actual video where they're like you know leading them around in in 
in there trying to open doors and yeah. shit like that. I, like, I think we shared it on the show for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of these angles, but you know, that's my point is that, that you may, what we may have gotten from him is some kind of official camera from the thing we there was videos is my point like the average mom that was in there filming like these things got out and so we were able to see that right away but of course the you know high-minded corporate media doesn't you they, they that gets ignored until they can get some kind of mainstream we all high five and agree and what we're going to show people you know so those things get just disputed you know and not talked about and it's it's yeah. it's it, that's what we were talking about earlier is that we've got this weird mindset in the country but the world really where it's you don't even it's just it's just about like the team game. You know, people will outright like I just posted that thing about the GM mosquitoes and I mm -hmm. literally put a tweet encapsulating the points. And I'm like, here's the peer reviewed study. Here's the science.org article about it. Here is the actual link to the government amended experimental permit for 2022. I mean, you can't really dispute those things. And it's the links and everything. And somebody just goes, this is fake news, misinformation for clicks. And I'm just going, God damn it, man. Like it's just and maybe it's a troll. You know, that's yeah, or, it's uh, not a, a bot, person. but. It, Who cares? I, no, they really do exist, though. Like, I've engaged with this, and I'm like, it's a, it's a choice to be like, that's not the truth because I've decided, right? Vaccines are safe, and this is the way it works. And it's just, it's impossible, you know? So my point is we bump up against that with people lost in the paradigm. You know, would I would I bump up when I do stuff like that? When I'm like, no, but here's the thing from your government. This is your guy. Right. This is his yeah. From the you know, administration, mouth. this right. is what they're saying. It's not what I'm saying. The, I, the, the <laughs> default is usually, um, oh, that's time for that. Why do you, you just want to be negative? No, I want to go build shit and grow food. That's what I want to do. I think. Right. So their answer is, well, can't we just get along? It's like if something that now you're 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 just now you're all altruistic and let's get along. But you you know when it comes to Trump or anybody else, like just child's mentality, man. It's like they compartmentalize themselves into little areas and. You know, we can be outraged over here, but we ignore it over here. And it's the same stuff. That's ah, impossible. It, it's it's almost like it's almost like, uh, you know, somebody's been like just relentlessly fucking with you. And then you're like, hey, could we not do this? This sucks. You know, they're like, oh, well, I mean, why? Why are you bringing up old shit? Yeah. Just yeah. Why on? are you being so disrespectful? Well, because <laughs> you didn't even acknowledge the thing that was happening. Look, I'm just trying to I'm trying to move forward here. What are you doing, pal? Right. Why are you gonna drag me down? It's Can't like, we all just forget and move forward? It's like, <laughs> would you say that about things you thought we did? Of course not. You know, it's like it's just team sport politics, as we always point out. You know, it's yeah. sad. You know what I mean? Just on a God, that is of... fucking crazy, dude. What I was just thinking about this because I seen Chris Graves. He just posted another link about Roseanne there, and you hadn't heard of the Roseanne lady, right? And I hadn't seen the fucking. The videos of Jake walking down the fucking yeah. and it's almost it's October of 2023. So <laughs> that's I mean, that's why we're still having these conversations and trying to get to the bottom of this but shit. Doesn't this speak to the point that we're all kind of generally talking about at different points about like the, I, I swear to God, man, and I think we all know this. We are being manipulated in very specific and different ways. I think maybe it's algorithmic. I don't know. But this is my point. Like, so this stuff's out there, but somehow it doesn't cross your path in that regard or my pat over here but it's out there right and so if it was an organic system like these things would be coming in front of us but i'm convinced it, twitter in particular is cultivating things in a very surreptitious way i mean i, it's, I think it's very clear such, everything's a psyop to where we cannot put focus on a singular thing so to speak so we can't grab every you know i got one folder that's a hundred 
almost 200 clips of just the J6 little things, you know, mm-hmm. and grabbing all these things and all the headlines and like trying to piece it all together and interviews and shit. Like we can't, we can't do it all. Right. I can't. Well, I mean, think about the ridiculousness of literally having, you know, Ray Epps, for example, repeatedly uh, doing this and he ends up with some kind of misdemeanor. Whereas mm-hmm. a grandma who walked and in with nobody coming on his fucking doors, right. open his safes. Or, or, or what about what about the yeah exactly but or what about the the multiple videos of I forget his name off the top of my head the guy that's the left wing group guy the black guy who you know with the curly oh, hair that was like, we got him X we did it we did it whatever his the yeah Jaden something J- yes right yes. Jaden X you've got yeah, him yeah, yeah. on video literally going we did it you've got an you know, or the and now he's over in Ukraine or something like reporting over there of course he is because like, you've got the Ukrainian the overlap fuck, as well dude. which we'll get into Sergey Dubinian literally screaming things in Russian he's a Ukrainian Oz off member which by the way we proved that a long time ago you know all, all of this stuff is really important but my point is that that can be not debatable right where you literally have his camera on his face going we did it i can't believe we did it we got him in there and that doesn't even grace the conversation in the capital six or the january 6th He's investigation right there with ashley babbitt when she gets shot exactly one of the videos i got shot. right here is his video i don't know right it's up crazy. against the glass well, you know, how did these things not at least get discussed? Like, like, what is the logic or lack thereof of the investigative team that goes, okay, here's video. We know it's there. We can see the Capitol. We, it's one of the guys that they're pointing at, and he's saying, we did it. <laughs> and you just don't even discuss that? Like, are they dismissing it? I mean, it, it, to the average person or the, the people like us, it shows collusion. We are choosing to hide this because it shows something we don't want to see. I mean, how else do you wrap your mind around that? You know, and that's, that's my point about all the things we're saying here. The story is completely controlled. Right, so it's yeah, not dude, and then they use the algorithm to keep like us and what we know, what we're sharing kind of away from each other, you know, so they don't mm-hmm. kind of right. intersect. I, 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 I really Jake believe that thing. You don't know about the, the, the Roseanne thing, and it's like, damn. Yeah, I really believe that. Very sophisticated. <laughs> it's, well, and it, here's this guy's uh, picture, by the way. I have this on this article. Okay. Uh, just so you can see it. The, the, what's his name? The Jaden guy for people that because it's yeah, you know, yeah. all these like you're saying, people don't remember this stuff. You know, they probably don't even. Uh, this guy right here. Well, and, yeah, he and was... he's he's not in jail because he is a reporter, right? <clears throat> he gave. Uh, yeah, they used his video. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Then you have journalists that are being put in jail. Well, yeah, it's the right wing left wing game. Right. But here you can see him on the left. It's kind of grainy, but he's got a Trump hat on. Right. And this is a video that you can he's very clearly a left wing group guy. The history is undeniable. Right. So why is he wearing a Trump hat? Why is he yelling things like Trump? He's all over the BLM protests as a BLM. And they thought he was a plant. And so then he went over to the right wing and everybody knew he was a plant, but he still got to move around with total freaking impunity. Right. And so he broke he went in like the rest of them. He broke the same law that they claim these other people did, you know. And again, my point repeatedly is that he literally was like, we did it. And, and my point was, you have other video where he's getting people to go like, let's go in. Come on. Like the same kind of stuff. I mean, so these people were part of making this happen and it got dismissed. And then obviously the the main guy next to Jake there is the debit Sergey Dominion, you know, mm-hmm. where he, you can see in the right, the bottom. Maybe and the, you see the that guy went flag. around and took pictures with certain people. Right, right. So right. that's interesting as well. Why, you know, like it's why, why the specific characters? Cre- I mean, to create a narrative. It's the same as like Ray Epps going around. We need to go into the Capitol, right? And then when we get more Ray Epps footage of him in the crowd, a 
of him going around to the police and going, oh, we're here to help you. We're here making sure he's on camera saying, you know, we're with you, police. Oh, back to blue, man. You know, like and then they're like, well, why didn't you help that one cop lady when they fucking crashed the barricade? Well, I I didn't want to be found out. I, I just, uh, you know, it's like, dude, he literally he said on the record that he, he knew what he was doing. He knew he was yeah. on film saying going to the fucking Capitol. Right. People are filming. He's trying to rile people up. And then while he's there, he's going around making sure to be on film to be like, oh, I'm a good guy. I'm actually here for the police. I'm just I'm just a, a lonely little Trump supporter. Uh, you know, I'm not like the others. I'm you know, I'm not like those those other whack job Nazis, you know, because that's what everybody's considered. Right. Well, remember that he's on, he admitted in the court, in court. I think he used the word instigate. Like yeah, that, I, he I, I instigated this. Like he literally said that in a text. Yeah, no, yeah. no, but he was no, he was in in court. He said that. Like he oh, was on he? the record. Yeah, it's it's in the transcript. But then of course oh, they go okay. on to ask more questions and they break this down as like it's clear that it was almost like leading invest uh, inquiry. You know, like he says this on the record. That's not enough, and you have to kind of like dilute it by making him say other things. Like, well, no, I didn't mean it like that. And here's what happened. The bottom line is you have him on video going, "Let's go in, let's go in, let's go in." Then he says, "I instigated it," and and yet the grandma who wanders in with no in no intention gets more time than him. You know, it's this is as it, I said there a very clear government operation. I mean, it's it's undeniable, right? The the Ukrainian overlap is something that I just is barely even gotten into by most people because i think that's too much to wrap their mind around because i think no the no big point no, no like, wait ryan wait because right. just a couple of weeks ago this giant story broke okay <laughs> right right at least that's what i'm genuinely some people think Huge you know story. which is infuriating you know the same person that says that everyone in palestine is a terrorist and palestine never existed you know like the kind of logical investigatory mindset but over then that that's what she said she's a hardcore zionist but and then, by the way, ignores the obvious overlap of Israel in this all this whole game and Kolomoisky and how he funded, you know, Zelensky and all these different very clear lap. Yes, points at that, but then ignores the Israeli overlap and the funding of the Azov movement. Really, the point is, this is a, a, a U.S. government CIA. I guarantee there's FBI involvement, but it's not the FBI. It's the CIA operation to create, in my opinion, the framing of russia seeding nazism around the world and even though we can literally prove it's impossible to miss today that the u.s government is the one building this to lay at the feet of russia i mean like I, I, it's too much to get into but on the shows i'm showing there i broke this down extensively like using their documentation yeah. using the you know the other groups like the base in russia and where they tie back to and how they all interconnect the autumn waffen division you know that's why it's so frustrating to have something like that happen when and my point is people have been doing this way before me. I never claimed to be the only one breaking this story. You know, there's people that have been breaking this down for 10 years, you know, like showing the project aerodynamic and Michael Labed and all of these overlaps, the, the uh, organization of Ukrainian nationalists, all these points are now, thank God, getting some attention, which is a good thing, you know, yeah. but it's important that we follow it to its logical conclusion and don't get trapped in two party paradigm, which in my opinion is what that person is doing, keeping it mired in a situation that doesn't give you the full picture which is what we always talk about. That's what the two-party paradigm does, you know? Well, and then there's uh, add to that the just I, legitimate drive to, uh, you know, to keep your, your career running based off of that reporting. So you have to make it sound like it's, you know, original and breaking. And then when everybody's showing you that, no, it's not. In fact, there've been people that have been covering this for years and years and years. You just ignore it and you keep moving on. 
Well, and, and, the and our, the point our was guest is here too. Oh, great. Because the crux of the point was that interview about the FBI and what they said to him. Right. And but the point was that that information, which we can get into, it was already being broken down. You know what I mean? Like long before that, as we can see, the ties back to the Azov movement and so on. So I'm actually interested to talk to him about it because I'd like to hear what they actually said to him. You know? Yeah. Well, Chris, you set this up, man. You want to you want to introduce our, our guest today? Oh, yeah. We have with us uh, the American shaman himself, uh, Jake. Angeli Ch Chansley, I said that right, right? I think that's right. Yeah, Welcome you said Angeli that right. That's, that's why I just go by Jake Angeli. It's a lot easier. Angeli. Welcome right. to the show, man. Thanks for thanks call, for coming on. Glad to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Looks like a yeah. nice day where you're at. Yeah, it's a nice day. It sounds right in my face, but it'll 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 change in a minute or two. Yeah, when when uh when the show starts now, it's like pitch black, and I have this, you know, I got a light on the other side of the laptop here, but it looks like I'm I'm being interrogated for about 15 minutes. It really, <laughs> and I'm not until it's like raining, raining. I'm not going inside to do the show, but we got our our first little bit, first little bit last night. Like there's tarps over shit in the yard now, and I brought a bunch of firewood in. Like, you know, we're getting ready for winter. But I, is that I'm California? Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm in uh, Sonoma County. Nice. Yeah, I dig it. I do. I do. That's what, one thing I do miss about California. Maybe the only thing <laughs> is the, just the beautiful nature, the, the the outdoors. I mean, Humboldt County in general. Like I just, you know, I grew up in that general like driving distance, Redding and so on. It's it's absolutely gorgeous out there. But you know, today it's a <laughs> it's a hellscape of politics. So I like to stay out of oh, there. Oh, I know. <laughs> Communist dystopia, man. It's rough, and man. then the crazy thing is out of nowhere, Newsom vetoes the bill that would basically like give control of your children to the state. Nobody saw that coming, but I really do think uh, that they're they're prepping the country to replace old uh, old president life alert <laughs> with uh, with Gavin Hansom. That's what I well, think now too. Newsom and Hunter Biden ties are starting to come to light again Ooh, interesting with the, their business dealings so i have no doubt it's far-reaching far that seems to be the the, the most lot that people are you know that he's kind of have a presidential run and that this was decided to be a little bit too much at the moment i have no doubt that it's something he'll probably try to initiate again later you know there's plenty of other bills in california that do the same thing scary stuff yeah mm -hmm. well nobody so, else has rolled out the communist dystopia like newsom you know, so oh. naturally he's going to be their next go-to guy. I will I say this, though. Newsom hasn't nationalized the grocery stores like they're trying to do in Chicago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's true. But he's done everything else. <laughs> oh, man. So he, here's what and, – and I'll just uh, – I'll say this because I, I left California for a year, went to Vegas, came back. I – um there's so much of it that's actually worth trying to reclaim. There's mm -hmm. so much of it that like even the fucking like the liberals don't want like they legitimately don't want. So most of this state requires work. <laughs> There's only a handful of places where you cannot work and makes money. And that's L.A. and San Francisco and to a degree part of the Bay Area. But up here. Like you, you actually have to, you know, put sweat equity 
into what you're doing for the most part. Uh, and God, it's, it's re- I don't have a stop sign in my town, Jake. Huh. I don't have a stop sign. The whole well, the town is, is a fucking, it's a, a, a country store, like half ass, you know, not even a full grocery store, a post office, an auto parts store, a fire station. That's the whole fucking thing. The original 15 oh. minute city. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, the thing is, dude, is that California, with the exception of the major cities, is a red state. Most of the counties are Fast. red. You know what I'm saying? And so like that, to me, it speaks volumes about the integrity of the elections in California and how much easier it is to corrupt an election in a major city than it is in the small town. You know, because you have all of these people in California that are voting red. And yet it's only the major cities, the major counties that are voting blue. Yep. It's- and you've seen in New York, Hockle, she just passed uh, for mail-in ballots. Of course, for 2024, of course she did, yeah. and it's the same situation there. Right? Well, it's, and it's yeah. the same thing in Texas too, right? So you have these like these little pockets, right, where you have like a largely Republican area, and that's the same kind of thing. And you get the, you know, like uh, what was it, Austin, or then you know, I forget, Houston, I think is actually largely Democrat as well. You know, I mean, quite frankly, I'm I'm more of a two party illusion kind of perspective, but I definitely see the the election manipulation to it. You know where. I, I think it's a good point to make that the way that they're designed, like, I think that ties more to like the gerrymandering kind of game where they have like these mechanisms they can use to manipulate the way that it works and who has more power, the electoral college for the entire country. You know, it's like that kind of game. It's so obvious how, how manipulated these things are. I'm with yeah. And well, and, but the thing is, is that the electoral college was actually used so that the president just didn't just have to campaign on the coasts. Right. Right. You know, There's a logic to it for sure. You're right. There is. And, and, you know, it speaks volumes about what it is that Benjamin Franklin said about the Republic. He said that um, a democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. Right. A Republic is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote and that we as human beings need to have some sort of representation for the minority. And so it isn't just, you know, 51 percent of the country believes this way. And then the other 49% get shafted. Right. Exactly. I mean, so few people in this country understand that. E- even really that we are not a dem- – we never were founded as a democracy. You know, and it's such a fr- crazy thing how uninformed most people are about the foundation of this country. You know, it's – but we know my, why. It, it's, my, by, it's by design. Yeah. My 17-year-old uh, just started his senior year in high school, has a government and civics class. God, and I'd, I'd love to see that book today. <laughs> I want. Well, I'm I'm gonna have the opportunity here uh, uh, very soon. We should do a whole um, show on that. And break it down. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm getting in trouble because every time, you, every time, like my teacher opens his mouth, I'm like, but no, because constitute you know it is like my dad says (laughs) it's not even that it's not even that with last summer when we were in vegas he engineered the show for like three months you know this was a a then you know 16 year old kid who was Mm -hmm. engineering this and you know we had all kinds of brain breakers come through but i he he fundamentally understands how the marketing is supposed to work Right. And the marketing says representative republic. The marketing says, you know, 
um, the the Constitution is a list of what the government is not allowed to do to you under any circumstances. It's less a rule of laws for the people and more a set of restrictions on the government itself. And, and so when you're in a high school classroom trying to explain that to both the teacher and the rest of the students whose marketing ha has told them, you know, America is the greatest democracy on the face of the earth and everyone is equal under the... No, that's just not... That's simply... That's that's preposterous and here's why. You know, but he's getting like barked out for it a little bit. Sure. So it's going to be a fantastic year. That's just hilarious. And, and no... no uh knock to your kid he's probably you know he's getting real education right that's why he's going in there and trying to inform the teachers i just make the joke it's funny you're my point is you're the dad in the teacher's mind it's like oh that's steve's son like you know the point is they're the, the one kid that likes to challenge the thing that's the same thing i was doing you know well, like, and then you know he'll go home and he'll do he's doing season 10 of autonomy right now nice so as he's graduating high school he's graduating the university of reason too hell yeah that's <laughs> awesome man be all right yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you guys want I'd like to get into some some questions about January 6th stuff for Jake. I know it's you know, it'd be great to, to get into some some uh, deeper questions about different you know parts of that. I don't know, Chris, you want to start with anything? If you don't mind, I'll jump in with some questions unless you wanted to start on something. No, I mean, I just uh, after seeing the Tucker Carlson thing, like we were talking back and forth about like uh, Roseanne. Uh, shit. Now I just forgot her last name. Roseanne the, Boylan. Yeah. Um, how ryan hadn't heard of it until now and like i hadn't seen the videos of you being led led or whatever was going on through the halls before you went into the chambers <clears throat> and the police trying to you know open doors and stuff like that and it just i've heard you say like you're not you know you're not cia you're not part of this thing but do you feel like you were used in this because you were you were at Black Lives Matter rallies, not for Black Lives Matter, but and other rallies. So you were being filmed by these guys. You were being, I mean, they knew of you as the Q shaman, right? And then somehow you are the face of, of this entire thing. And when we see certain angles of, of photographs and stuff, like I, I pulled up a photo earlier of you in the hallway and all these photographers around you, it just seems like you were possibly used for this event well let's unpack that a little bit shall we um i don't know let's start with the idea that the reason why they were walking me around the building was because i volunteered to help them okay okay so i told him i said hey there's people in the senate chamber man like if you want i can go down there with you and like you know make sure there's no vandalism no violence no theft and you know clear the room I, you know, and they saw my megaphone. And they were like, yeah, take your megaphone. Let's go. So that's why we were walking around from locked door to locked door, because we were looking for entry into the Senate chamber. You know, now, was so this before it, uh, the incident with Ashley Babbitt or after that? I don't know. That was in that was in the House. I was in the Senate. OK. So um, there's good reason why, you know, because. I was trying to help, um, you know, and of course the video footage of me t 
telling people not to break into the building. You know, when I got out of the building and I was stopping people from breaking in the building, that never got out to the media because they had to craft a narrative. The government had to craft a narrative. And Operation Mockingbird, CIA infiltrating the media in the 60s and the 70s, I'm sure you guys are aware. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that means that the government, now it makes sense. Why does the government and the media were in lockstep with each other? Because they had they a have narrative. To orchestrate a narrative. Right. And, and I so feel they like used, they used you for that. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, so they used my image to, to reinforce their shock and awe campaign. They used my image to create a straw man. I never called myself the Q shaman. I never called myself the Q and on shaman. Right. They called me that. And they said that I called myself that, you know, and, and that could be so easily disproven. And this is the funny thing about these people's hubris is that they think for some strange reason that they're that, that they have a supremacy on information that they're somehow even though they're proven liars the go to for the truth mm-hmm. and that because they have this lockstep apparatus with the government they believe that they will not be challenged in that narrative now that being said i think it's really ironic that they chose me because they probably couldn't have picked if what their agenda was, was to keep people in an illusion. They couldn't have picked a worse person because I'm out here all the time, as often as I can, setting the record straight. And when people realize that I'm not the lunatic that the media made me out to be, it just totally cast doubt on everything. It is the reporting. I knew a guy that was kind of like a Democrat socialist type. He was uh, on Reddit a lot. And he, you know, we had known each other for over 10 years and people on Reddit are reporting all this stuff about me. That's not true. All these journalists on Reddit and he's reading this stuff while I'm sitting in prison and going, I know this isn't true. 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 So what else have these people that I've been trusting this whole time lying to me about? Mm hmm. I have a question about the actual police, and this is interesting because we weren't a lot of us aren't privy to what actually happened in the proceedings, you know, and and ultimately the your your brief stint and then being you know let out essentially. So what what were the police involved with you? Where that you were you offered their help or you offered your help, and then they went on to walk around. Were they te- did they testify? And if not, could you you know did you speak about that? Because that would be a really interesting point to be like you know look those cops know what I was doing. They could testify that I was here to help and not to break in and so on. So did that ever come up at all in, in the proceedings? Um, the the police officer that um, I helped gave testimony um, or deposition to the prosecution, saying that basically he asked me to leave and I refused and. So well, no, he didn't lie. Um, because when I went in there, initially, they said, can you guys please leave? And everybody was there and everybody refused. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, but he did not. What he didn't do is openly divulge. Yeah, he was helping us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 he didn't. You know, the thing is, is that and I, I don't agree with it, but I understand he's trying to save his job. You know, if he says, oh, yeah, that guy was all right. You know, he actually tried to help us out. You know, he was actually very helpful. Um, then that would have 
looked really bad for him <laughs> and the right. government is already trying to come after me so why would he get in the way of that if he's gonna save i want to play a little clip of that interaction if i could in the gallery jake angeli the suspect with the buffalo horns makes his presence known he makes it to the floor and has the nerve to take a seat at Vice President Mike Pence's dais. This is like the sacredest place. This is like the sacredest place. This is like the sacredest place. A single cop is alone and completely outnumbered. He is almost polite as he asks the invaders to leave. Now that you've done that, can I get you guys to walk out of this room, please? The mob is almost giddy. Maybe even they can't believe what's happening. Also analyzed the New York. Yeah, that's the comp you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he wasn't a bad dude. No. You know, uh, I mean, he was a nice guy. Uh, the fact of the matter is, it was intelligence suppression that led to January 6th on oh, a yeah, number 100%. of different fronts. You know, Yogananda Pittman. Uh, Julie Farnham not telling Chief Sund anything. Mark Milley not telling Chief Sund anything. Christopher Ray, the DNI, all these people didn't say a thing to Chief Sund. Um, Pelosi and McConnell uh, took away Chief Sund's emergency powers to call the National Guard in. Right. Um, Pelosi refused the National Guard from Trump. Uh, TK uh, Johnson, Officer Johnson, Tariq Johnson. Uh, was screaming in the mic in the in the walkie-talkie saying, you know, can I please evacuate the congressman? And Yogananda Pittman is just sitting on her fat ass. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. She's supposedly she was in the um, she was in the the uh, like the bubble where they're watching everything on on the you know footage on the uh, on the uh, what's it called the the all the cameras. Nothing. Nothing for over an hour. What in the hell? So, yeah. and then there's also the intelligence suppression or uh, the misinformation, disinformation campaigns, like 33,000 emails getting uh, erased. Russia, Russia, Russia for four years. There's um, COVID lockdowns. And Which I had a clip loaded to play that they're back. Oh, go ahead. Do your Russia. thing. Well, they were back on. I, it was before you came on, uh, but it, they're back to the Russia, Russia, Russia. The the woman well, who made up the whole Russia, Russia, Russia is on TV with Saki. Oh Again, yeah, we can Russia, play that. Russia. It's like it's like a it's like I don't have it pulled up anymore. But oh, okay. it's like a rerun. I do have this pulled up. This is the Capitol Police talking about it being a setup. Uh, on January 6th. Uh, I don't. You got sound? Yeah. Yeah. Just they're saying they set up. Oh, absolutely. And then they asked her to come. Good two hours later. They set us up. They need it everybody right away. Nah, right away. They set up the fuck up. So now nah, we ain't got shit. We ain't got no motherfucker. It's an important clip. At the very least, he thinks that, right? And I agree. And that's Metropolitan Police. That's not even Capitol Police. Which, which I think is why they're willing to say that. Or at least, you know, not yep. thinking being cold properly, but he's just angry because he's going to. So this, if this you, if you go to do. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I, I was going to say that, you know, j just in case you're unaware, I'm pretty sure everybody in this discussion is very convinced that this was a government operation. Like, I think January 6th was a complete oh, setup. They, they had to do an audit. They had right. to do a fucking audit. Right? Because they lost track of how many feds were at the event. They had to do right. an audit. Yeah. 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 I put together well, I, a little like clip of Ted Cruz when he I, was asking how many feds were there. And that lady right. was like, I don't know. And by well, the way, Metro Police. <laughs> Metro Police does not like Capitol Police. They do not get along. They have to they have to do, you know, cross jurisdiction events or whatever. There are three separate police districts in DC. And and when you have an event there, you have to apply for permits with like all three of them. I'd I'd like to well, ask yeah, General about about this. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jake. <clears throat> well, uh, if, what you're talking about, you guys, is something called covert warfare. So there's a there's two types of warfare when it comes to like top secret warfare. There's clandestine and covert. Clandestine is when you have a government secret or top secret operation that is on the books. That means that it is financed by a government. It's on the official books. If the operation goes belly up, then the government takes responsibility for it. Okay. Now, a covert operation is like the antithesis of that. A covert operation is when you have money that is black budget money. There's, it doesn't have any ties to a government whatsoever. There is no money trail. There is no paper trail. That black budget money is used to fund a underground group, an underground insurgency of sorts. Right. And then the government uses that underground group to roll out a plan that will help or aid the government in their agenda. A good example would be um, when the CIA was funding training in Army Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan during the Cold War, when the Soviets were fighting Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. We funded, trained, and armed Al-Qaeda because we could not be seen to be in a hot war with Russia during the Cold War. OK, so that was our way of having what's called plausible deniability. It's it's not us. It's them that you're fighting insurgents. You're fighting freedom fighters. We don't it's not our guys. It's not American troops. Right. So the one of the main aspects to covert warfare is infiltration into these underground groups. So what did the FBI do with the Proud Boys? What did the FBI do with the Oath Keepers? They infiltrated them. Right. Yep. And then they used them for their own agenda. OK, so they knew all this stuff was going to happen. That's why there was intelligence suppression. That's why Yogananda Pittman, Christopher Ray, the, the Mark Milley and the Pentagon, all these people did not say anything to Chief Sund or to anybody else because they I think they wanted the chaos Right. They wanted the police well, look, to be overwhelmed. A, a couple of different points to that to corroborate it, because I got to D.C. on January 1st. I, I flew in on New Year's Day. We had events that we were doing uh, because it was the the day uh, the third, I think, or the fourth was when they read uh, Julian Assange's extradition verdict. So we were in D.C. around that. There were a couple other people that were there because they wanted like. AOC and some other people to hold Nancy Pelosi's speakership hostage for a floor vote on Medicare for all. So they had a protest in front of the Rayburn building, 
which is where the the uh, House has their offices, directly across the street from the Capitol. There were perhaps 40 people there at the, at the protest. Um, <clears throat> there were two or 2.2 to cops to every one person that was there protesting. They had everybody horseshoed with one means of uh, egress, which had a police van at the end of it. You know, this is the Capitol Police. They're out in mega force. This is January 4th, by the way. This is January 4th. Um, Capitol Police knew exactly what they were doing, where to go, had perfect communication, had no problems logistically from any point or perspective. They were on their shit. They were. Uh, a scant 48 hours later, a little bit different, um, we were getting our signals jammed the whole time that we were at the ellipse uh, during the speeches when uh, when Trump got up to give his speech, you saw a whole bunch of people. Um, well, no, it was when Giuliani was still up. You saw a whole bunch of people that were out by the ellipse and by the backpack pile and stuff like that. Get up and split um, that at no point until there was legitimate chaos at the Capitol, were you a was anybody able to live stream and only then it was selectively like not everybody could get a signal out the it, as far as you know signal jammers and things like that go that's just all part of operational procedure but it is really really odd that only a handful of people were allowed to broadcast signal and that all of those people don't seem to have gotten any charges whatsoever, even though they were inside the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Like they had specific phones or. There's a, there's a lot of points like that, that add to the bigger picture. That seems that this was something that was coordinated, that was allowed to happen. And, and a lot of that, I'd, I'd like to get into specifically the overlap that you just discussed, which I find very fascinating. The Mahujadeen, Afghanistan, Soviet Union, the kind of point there, because obviously there's an, an, an overlap to all of this <clears throat> that you've even touched on. Right. So in, in the overlap to Sergei Dabinian, the Ukrainian that was on the ground screaming things in Russian. Right. So one, I'd like your you know thought on how that plays in this, why you would think that that is what's the agenda there to frame Russia as being a part of this and so on. And then I'd like to you to elaborate on uh, you, what the FBI asked you about him in particular, like the very specifics about what they asked and, and then the, the revelations therein. Okay. So um, Sergei Dubinin also has uh, ties to one plus one media. Mm hmm the um, oligarch that is behind one plus one media also owned a television station in Ukraine that gave Vladimir Zelensky a start. He was also the same oligarch was the uh, like the like a huge contributor to his campaign to Zelensky's campaign. He was also the um, major stakeholder and starter of the Privet Bank, one of the first uh, private national banks in Ukraine in, in 2016. Um, so there's a lot that goes into that and hit this, and he also has ties to Burisma as well. So there's a lot that goes into who it is that Sergei Dubinin and that film crew that was there that actually filmed the initial breach right. of the Capitol, supposedly. I think I might have that clip. Mm -hmm. Now, that's what um, he's yelling things too, and like, let's go in Russian, you know, yeah, yeah, in Russian, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, 
covert warfare, dude. It's covert. The, it's these like people, uh, so it's it makes me think of the Ray Epps thing again, like we were talking earlier. You know how Ray Epps yes. was saying to get into the Capitol and these new videos that come out where he's talking to the police saying, we're with you, you know, I'm here to help you. police." I know. swear to God, we walked right by that Joker the night before on our way up to the fucking Marriott. And, and it was, yeah. Well, Jake, you mentioned I, the he, whole thing was fucking weird. That was when they had the courtyard squared up. I don't know if you saw this or not, Jake. The, um, on the 5th, uh, right by the JW Marriott, there's that little mm -hmm. courtyard on the other side in between the JW and the Capitol. And they had Antifa the on one side of this courtyard and then like a no man's land in a wall. There was a wall of cops in Antifa and there was a no man's land and there was a wall of cops in the Proud Boys. And everybody was out there in their uniforms and they were all yeah, rah, 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 yeah. each other. Dude, we were walking through that the so we're like you know we all look like we do and it was me and Burmis and um i think pasta and uh and, and we're like okay we'll walk through the proud boys side we'll probably not get lunch that way you know we, we look like we fit the description and they were they saw Burmis and they were like he's a fan you know and it's a Burmis dude it's a fucking like I, I think at the time he was still doing the fourth hour of info wars every day. Like he wasn't there with Jones, but you know, I mean, he was at least a known quantity, but everybody was eggy that night. Everybody wanted to do something silly. It was, I don't know. To, I, well, uh, like you mentioned the, the infiltration of the oath keepers and the proud boys. And then to come, come to find out Ray Epps was at one point the leader of the Oath Keepers, right? Was in it the Arizona, Oath Keepers? Yeah, a chapter in Arizona, and he was, yeah, he was he was feeding the feds information on the Oath Keepers here in Arizona. Yeah, I, I mean, just the fact that an indictment, there was no raid, no raid on his house, no, no... Uh, and the media was going to bat for him. And the media oh, was going to bat for him. The gaslighting was so disgusting. It's still... Yeah. Is they, there was that puff piece where it was like they rolled up in a campground or something, and he's just trying to lay low with his dear sweet old wife, and so I don't know, dude. It was just garbage, but it was like one of his first interviews after the whole thing broke, and it was just saccharine garbage. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So so let's let's unpack this a little bit in context of the notion of covert warfare. Everywhere you've got. Infiltrators and the Oath Keepers, Ray Epps being one of them, right? Yep. You've got infiltrators into the Proud Boys. You've got uh, somebody like Ray Epps is one of the only people besides Nick Fuentes that is seen on camera telling people to go into the Capitol. You've got, and then the media goes and bats for him. Uh, no charges are pressed except recently, which is a little slap on the wrist, you know, uh, misdemeanor charge. You've got Sergei Debinin, one plus one media tied to Ukrainian oligarch. Okay, all he's there. The film crew is there. They're filming the initial breach, breach of the Capitol. They are screaming, "Run, run, run!" You know, "Go, go, go!" in Russian, etc. Um, now we also have the intelligence suppression on behalf of certain high-level entities within Capitol Police, within the Pentagon, within the FBI, within the uh, intelligence community, okay? You have Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell taking away Chief Sun's ability to call the National Guard. You have Nancy Pelosi and you have Mitch McConnell um, not calling the National Guard when 
they're asking for it. You have um, Chief Sund, of all people, is going, this is what we need, this is what we need, this is what we need. Yogananda Pittman, uh, Tariq Johnson uh, is is ignoring Yogananda uh, uh, is being ignored by Yogananda Pittman. So you look at the whole broad spectrum and you say, okay, what is going on here? And the answer is that this is a well-coordinated and highly uh, covert operation designed to do a couple of things. Number one, discredit and demonize Trump and his supporters. Number two, it's also designed to disrupt the, um, shall we say, the uh, procedure that is going on that day so that once it's done and once the disruption is done and over with, the representatives have every reason to just come back and say, you know, what, we're just going to certify this anyway. You know, because initially they were going to be talking about the idea of, well, hold on. Some of these states, they're saying there might be fraud. We might want to send it back to the states, blah, 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 blah. But after that, it was just like, nope, rubber stamp, it's done. Okay. So if we look at also the media, apparently there's an NPR article, you guys, where NPR came out at 930 in the morning before Donald Trump ever took uh, the stage and the speech. In, on, on the, in the ellipsis, where the NPR was saying that Trump supporters had stormed the Capitol. This is at 9.30 a.m., okay? And then, then it got taken down after somebody on Twitter pointed out, hey, look what they're saying. And then that tweet got taken down, too, which points to Twitter files. You see, we've got signal jamming for some people and not for others. Hmm. What is going on? So you, you think this is... In, in part about the election in regard to the, the results and so on. Is that what you're saying there? That you think that it was about the certification ultimately? Yeah. In, in part, and, and well, yes. And it was, it was a means of creating a propaganda campaign to um, demonize Trump and his supporters. It's so he, about optics. Right. So, so just to, to be, so from my perspective, I tend to see this as, not left fighting right, but as an illusion of all of it. And there's more supranational entities driving things. So I would wonder whether what the real agenda would be. And I, this is where I, I was, I'd like to, if you could finish what you were saying before about the overlap there in regard to, I believe there's a larger agenda playing out using Republicans, but not just Republicans, but anyone they want to call a Republican and use that to just silence their voice and so on is I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but I get called the same thing and get censored for those same reasons. I'm a Nazi or white supremacist if I say certain things. I think that agenda to, to silence anybody is one of the larger points. But as it ties back to the Ukraine war and Sergei, who was a member of the Azov movement, and I think this and the Azov movement tying back to the CIA from Project Aerodynamic and the whole funding and all of that. So I, I know you're familiar with this. So I, I wanted your thoughts on how that ties in. But also, if you could answer first, what what specifically did the FBI ask you about Sergei? It like and then, oh, and then he just, they just held up a picture and said, do you know this man? And I mm -hmm. said, no, who is it? And they said he's a Ukrainian spy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, I don't know who that is. He just asked me to take a picture with him. I said, you see how I'm sticking my tongue out in that picture? I said, yeah. I said, dude, I do that with everybody that I do not know. Or I'll, like, hang my my mouth open like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like I'm saying, yeah. You know, I'm just posing. I'm posing for a picture with somebody I don't know. And that is how I make that clear. Because 
there's literally hundreds of pictures of uh, with me with other people throughout the years. I've taken hundreds of pictures with hundreds of people, and I always pretty much pose the exact same way. I'm not like smiling. You know, I always mm -hmm. pose the exact same way as a way of protecting myself, saying, I do not know this person. I'm posing mm -hmm. for a photo. And that seemed to be enough for them. They were like, well, so you had no contact with him the day of or the day before? I said, no, he just asked to take a picture with me. So I said, OK. And it's the same thing with uh, Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law asked to take a picture with me. Now, there's a lot of people that are thinking, oh, well, what are the odds that he was there and took a picture with these two? And it's like, bro, people are arguing. I won the, uh, I won the best dressed for the day. OK, <laughs> that, that's really yeah. what it comes down to is that I was the only guy in the crowd that looked like that. And I stood out. So, of course, there's yeah. going to be people that are coming up. And the thing is, is I don't think either one of those two men, Sergey Debinen or Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law, ever anticipated that I would become an internationally known face and name. Well, you, know? so you can understand their suspicions, though, I would imagine, right? Like, because that's an interesting well, yeah, but the, right. but the thing is, what you got to understand, dude, is that, like, in covert operations, you're not going to show your hand. It would be stupid. It would be the antithesis of an intelligent how this move. Guy, how did this guy not become the face there? <laughs> Maybe That's if I, I wasn't want. in the building, he might have been. I don't know. I mean, because there was what? Well, there's he, like, he looks like you, a clumsy version of what Jake was going for. So right? <laughs> right, yeah. That kind of looks like Dollar Store Jake over yeah. there. Yeah, you come. I'm not. Like, oh, yeah, okay, he's coming. Go get the other stuff. And then, yeah, the... No, no, we've got we've got America's shaman at home, and that's what you know. That's what Jake Angeli at the home is. wish wish dot com. Yeah, yeah, but there was a couple of people. I mean, besides just you in there in the, you know, the what is that? That's a, tra a traditional shaman garb, or I know you were well, talking no, about uh, I mean, the ritual of of your dress and and your tattoos and stuff like that. Can you go into a little bit of that? Well, the the headdress and face paint and the horns and all that stuff in shamanic cultures, that's akin to wearing priestly robes. So it's, it's not the same for us, for us as a Western civilization, it is as it is for shamanic cultures. Um, now regarding my tattoos and stuff. Yeah. I got over a hundred hours of tattoos and it's because the tattoo process is a shamanic process of initiation and a shamanic process of finding a way to use pain to push the mind out of the body to go on like spiritual journeys and stuff into the ether. It's a way of creating an altered state of consciousness that allows the individual to look at reality from a different perspective. All right. Uh, yeah. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday because Chris was saying he's a pussy now and he gets the the numbing topical gel yeah, when right. he gets Definitely inked up. And uh, oh, that, I would that say the whole purpose, doesn't it? You're supposed I to. I was saying because well, we were talking <laughs> about enough how tattoos. I, I it mean, came I up with when we were going through the the everybody's now suddenly acknowledging that Ukraine has Nazis and blah. The, the John Stewart giving the Azov Nazi the medal at Disneyland and the elbow and. Canada just giving sort of, a standing ovation for the well, isn't, and isn't John Stewart Jewish? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's one of those people, though, that he's Jew ish 
and he's not, uh, not you know. I, I, I think it's that these people don't fully, like, that they're just blind followers of the narrative. And they think that, you know, so Zelensky's Jewish, therefore none of that can be true, even though that doesn't make any sense logically with people in World War II that were collaborating. It's, it's a stupid argument, right? But the, the obvious thing is that there is a narrative covering all of that. And I, I can't get away from how these things are obviously overlapping. The, the white supremacist Nazi Republicans and all of a sudden they're funding the group, the seeding yep. of that coming back to it. it J General Jake, I'd love to actually connect with you at another point to just focus on that topic because I know there's a lot of other things to discuss. But that is such an important thing right there. And I think what's interesting about the, the, the spy thing, and I don't know if you're familiar, though, there, there have been people long even before me breaking that down like pre-january 6th like the obvious overlap project project air dynamic and then right after january 6th there are people proving that this guy was working for the ukrainian government and so on right so i know there was this kind of push that this was a newer story coming out but there's a lot of people out there that have been harping alex, and on this and i think alex it's rubenstein yeah, exactly. rubenstein right uh, yeah. who who's a freelancer down in mexico but he the the gray zone picks up a lot of his work and stuff like that He's been on this for about five years, right? Because in uh, yeah, right, right coming into the COVID lockdown, Department of Homeland Security started saturating their memos in the narrative that there was this, you know, impending resurgence of white supremacist domestic terrorism. And over and over and over, we started to hear about this, and. It's been a fairly obvious and heavy handed operation in terms of let's get the Azov Nazis intermingling with our own homegrown dupes and, and see what we can come up with to the point to where they've got that jackass bone face or whatever his name is hanging out, you know, in sunny Florida. Kent McClellan, I believe yeah. his name is Kent McClellan. Yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be obvious, though. I think that's the whole point is the work of people like Rubenstein have been destroying this narrative to the point. Like, I, that's why I joke about the group called The Base. Literally, the English translation of the world, the word Al Qaeda. How stupid is that? And they run, they operate out of St. Petersburg with a former DHS top secret clearance guy who just woke up in 2019 and decided he wanted to be a terrorist, you know, or a white supremacist. It's just all covert warfare. Exactly. It's covert <laughs> warfare, you guys. Exactly. So look at it like this, okay? In Ukraine, we are doing with the Nazis and, and Azov the way that, that we were doing with Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan during the Cold War, because we cannot be seen to be fighting with Russia in a hot war in Ukraine. Okay, now this is another part of it, and this is really important. Um, are you guys familiar with Operation Gladio? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Operation Gladio, for those in your audience that are not familiar with it, is basically when, okay, we procured... 1,500 Nazi scientists, doctors, and intelligence agents from the Nazi, uh, from Nazi Europe, and we brought them into our government. We placed them at some of the highest levels of appointed power within our government. We wiped their war records clean. Their war crimes were wiped clean. We gave them false identities. We put them to work. Then they told us that there were a bunch of these underground groups in Europe that were left behind by the Nazis to basically act like destabilizing terrorist networks and agents in Europe if the Nazis were to lose Europe so that they could basically keep on fighting the war after the Nazis left, okay? So then the United States and England go to these underground groups with this intel, and they basically use these underground Nazi groups to destabilize Europe one at a time, one country at a time, 
destroying the country, the infrastructure, destabilizing the economy. And what this did is that collapsed these governments after World War II, and it gave them a reason to create NATO. Okay, Mm -hmm. so NATO at its foundation is Nazis. There's people that have literally like 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 not high Nazi rank, high ranking Nazi officials that were generals and stuff in NATO. I actually have their names. I just have to look them up if you just give me a second. But the point is, is that um, these individuals, these individuals are the what we're seeing now. These individuals are the remnants of things like Operation Gladio. Okay, and what was one of the main things that was a part of the contract regarding NATO and Russia with the Soviet Union was that Ukraine and other portions of Eastern Europe would not join NATO. Mm -hmm. And now what happened? Two of these countries already have, and I believe that Ukraine has covertly joined NATO. It looks like here we have um, Adolf Huizinger, Hans Spindel. Jonas Steinhoff, Johan von one of these like like look look dude I don't know if you can see but like one of these days on the the show we got to get together and we got to rank I mean working with NATO look at that yeah yeah we got to rank we got to rank the Nazi draft we got to take Operation Paperclip Project Paper and then we got to rank it as the Nazi draft that it was because it wasn't just the U.S. that got those guys the U.K. got them. Um, it's, it's not a hard sell. Is, you know, there, yeah, because there, of the uh, Canada stuff and what we just saw, like people are getting really aggressively in a real short period of time going like, what the fuck? Did they just really give that guy a standing ovation? Stefan Bandera, Ukraine. Trudeau it's now is saying very clear. It's the Russians right. fault that they gave that guy a standing <laughs> ovation. Is he really saying that? No, no, hold on. Yeah. No, no, really quick. Let's 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 try and graft what we're going through now with these Nazis and what's going on in the United States with people like Boneface and their campaign about white right. supremacy. And, Okay. And tie it into so January cool. 6th for us and how that like well, the whole overlap okay. there. I think that ties in. So, first of all, the part of what is happening in the United States is an attempted color revolution. Okay. So they are attempting to use this illusion that white supremacy is somehow uh, the largest danger to society as a means of creating a color revolution in the United States by differentiating between white people and everybody else and saying the white people are the oppressors. The white people are the problem. They're white supremacists, right? Now, if we look at what they said about Donald Trump and his supporters, if we look about, uh, about, uh, if we look at what they were saying about uh, people at January 6th, it was a white supremacist insurrection, right? Mm-hmm. You see, they're creating this illusion. They're crafting this narrative that is designed to have a uh, instinctual response in the subconscious mind. This is neurolinguistic programming. It's critical factor bypass. It's attempt to create mass formation hypnosis or mass formation psychosis. Now, if we look at what's happening in like Florida with like Boneface and some of these underground Nazi groups coming forward and some of these other groups that have come forward where they're all covering their face and they're wearing glasses and they look like freaking feds Um, and how those people are supposedly saying that they're Nazis. We look at some things like with January 6th where you have people that are, yeah, there's some people carrying Nazi flags, but their face is covered and then the flag looks like it was just unwrapped from 
you mm-hmm. know, a plastic bag, you know, it doesn't even look like this person actually believes it. But here's the thing, infiltration instead of invasion. All the feds have to do is get one of these flags, put one of their guys on the ground, have one of the reporters snap a freaking picture, and then they can create this illusion for anybody that believes the Mockingbird media that it was a white supremacist insurrection. Now, if we look also at what happened to people like uh, the guy that was running for governor against Gavin Newsom during the recall, the black dude, and how there was somebody that came out with a in a gorilla suit and threw a banana at this yeah. guy. Okay. The media said banana. he was the black face of white supremacy. Okay. Yeah. So the, the trick here the is to recognize Larry Elder. He's a, the furthest thing from a white supremacist. Well, but that doesn't, it, it matters, but it doesn't matter to the brainwashed income poops that no. let the mockingbird media do their thinking for them. And so this is where we get into neurolinguistic programming. Neurolinguistic programming is basically the act of using linguistics or words to program the neurons in the subconscious brain and thusly affect a person's conscious perception of reality. Because over 90% of our neurological function is actually subconscious. And if you can program the subconscious mind or basically create a pattern in the subconscious brain, that will affect the other 90 or so percent, the, the conscious mind, right? Um, now, the way that you do that it's is like through trigger words. And and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, trigger words and trigger images. Yes, exactly. And what these trigger words and trigger images are designed to do is trigger instinctual responses in the brain regarding hunger. That's one thing that advertisers use it for. Or regarding like a fear for your life, um, you know, identifying danger or the desire to procreate or sex. That's why sex sells, because it triggers these instinctual responses. Now, if we get into that notion on like a massive camp, like a propaganda campaign, then we're getting into something called critical factor bypass. And that's basically where what you do is you saturate everywhere in the environment, all of the media, magazines, newspapers, television, radio, social media, everywhere is all saying the exact same message over and over and over and over and over again. And the reason why they call it critical factor bypass is because it is bypassing the critical thinking, the conscious critical thinking factors in the brain, and it is programming the subconscious mind because it's being seen everywhere in the environment and because it's being repeated over and over and over again, the mind, the subconscious mind accepts that it must be true. And then from there, you get into mass formation hypnosis or mass formation psychosis. And that's where 25 to 30 percent. What's that? What, which experiment is that where they get, you know, they bring in a group of people and they everybody, you know, says some a square is a circle. And one guy's like, what the fuck? And by the second thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That square. He's falling in line. Yeah, I, I don't remember the is name the of Ash that, experiment? but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's that on a massive scale. Yes. Yes. So it that is is what happened in Nazi Germany. It's what happened with the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. It's what happened with the Communist Red Revolution in China. It is about understanding the uh, the group think. Mm -hmm. Okay. now, if we get into this notion of color revolution, 
and we get into this idea of uh, the term white supremacist being trigger words. And then what they'll do is they will take the term white supremacist, they'll they'll like uh, pair it with things like terrorism, they'll pair it with things like violence, they'll pair it with things like deadly, they'll pair it with things like terrifying, etc. All of these things are trigger words, okay? And then they're going to pair those things with images that are shocking to the system. So they're going to show, you know, George Floyd having his uh, knee, uh, having a knee on his neck. They're going to show video footage of a cop shooting a, a, a black, a white cop shooting a black person. You see what I'm saying? And then that causes an instinctual response within the mass consciousness. And then because they keep saying it and saying it and saying it and showing these people this stuff over and over and over again, it creates a response. And then you get the country divided into these self-selected groups. Mm -hmm. So how does that play into what's going on with Ukraine and the modern Nazis in, in, uh, in Ukraine and here in the United States? Well, what it is is that in order for these campaigns to either go hidden or get revealed, in order for these things to, to roll out, you're going to need strategic footage that is illustrating to these people that are freaking out about George Floyd or whatever, that there are Nazis here in the United States and Biden's doing something about it. Gosh darn it. Okay. And what's interesting is the Nazis in Florida were saying that they support Joe Biden because he's giving weapons to Ukraine. But that felt very, the, very planted, though, oh, didn't they it? Just it felt very, so very strange. Well, it's, it's, well they're also Brown face was there. To fight for the Azov movement. They were publicly saying that, right? So they're funding them yeah. while saying they're bad guys. It's a ridiculous circle of nonsense, right? <clears throat> He's just paid so, from, from the Ukraine, the TDF, right? The Trans Defense League or something. Sarah runs it, <laughs> well, right? The, 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 the overall picture here is that in Ukraine, they don't want the fact that the government is funding and working with Nazis to go acknowledged. But at the same time, they're going to use whatever assets they have, whether it be like Boneface or otherwise here domestically, to give these people a platform, to give them optics, to give them a media attention and stuff like that so that the illusion can be created that this is a problem here at home. You see, and in the process, the next layer or the next part of the rollout of this color revolution is implemented because now they're saying that if you support the constitution or Donald Trump, you are uh, Asian and supporting white supremacy. You're black and you're a white supremacist. It's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The constitutionalist thing that's been going on for well over a decade now, you know, I've seen uh, videos in the military where they're training guys, you know, about constitutionalists. Constitutionalists are damn near the enemy. And now they are the enemy. Anybody who believes yeah. in the constitutional constitution fully and rightly is the is the enemy, and they're creating the illusion that it's the enemy of the people. Yeah, the term they use, doing. I believe, is and people that believe in the constitution too much, which my, uh, is ridiculous, right? But they they frame that as like the militias bastards. and you know all these things that are foundational to our understanding of our you know constitution and our country. This was this came out a couple of months after. January 6th, and it was the updated classification of who exactly makes up the domestic violent extremists, and it's yeah, everybody. It's everybody. Uh, the, the, it, this is my favorite one, though. My, 
my favorite one because if you're too much in favor of abortion or too much against abortion you're a domestic violent extremist if you have you know strong feelings one way or the other about just about any hot button boilerplate issue you're a domestic violent extremist the uh let's see uh domestic violent extremists with ideological agendas derived from anti-government or anti-authority sentiment, including opposition to perceived economic, social, or racial hierarchies, or perceived government overreach, negligence, or illegitimacy. Well, that makes Hillary Clinton a domestic violent extremist because she spent the last several yes. years claiming that the 2016 election was illegitimate. She so are we not? <laughs> but she did. Well, so did Kamala Harris. And she rushed and colluded. She fucking mm -hmm. Russian colluded. She literally Russian colluded. I think every single she one of them colluded. Russian There's plenty colluding. of women around the world, to she be quite frank. Russian but collusion. What's interesting about that outline, though, is that like the point that Steve is highlighting there is the only group that they don't perceive as a threat are the ones that walk right down the middle, walk, go go to McDonald's and Walmart and watch their TV at night and just don't fucking say a word. Right. That's the only person. Everybody else is a threat to the government. How do people not recognize how alarming that is? You know, you just that this isn't a very this is what it looks like to watch an authoritarian government begin to lose its power. They are scrambling, trying to force everybody back into the middle, you know, and I would point out, though, that like I, what you just outlined over Jake was really fascinating. Like there's a lot of really important points that you laid out right there. I hope people don't miss. And I, what it's interesting, though, is I think we all have to acknowledge, though, two different things that are accurate are, are real is that one, even though it's a manufactured thing, it's still a real threat. There are still people, bone-faced weirdo like that guy, that are actually here in this country that are, whether at the behest of yep. the CIA or not, carrying out irrational actions of under the belief of this mindset. You know, and there really there are racists and there are white supremacists in any country around the world. And so the concerning thing is that they're essentially using real things. And what happens then? And I agree, it's a it's a minor thing that's in some, like, for instance, the threat of white supremacy. I don't think is even a fraction of what they're saying it is in this country, but they're pushing that. They're making that a reality now, whether through agents or not, and people buy it. So it's like this problem where we're getting into a situation where it's almost becoming real. And now we have this dynamic where you got people that are fighting that where and this is where I point out the left right paradigm and how we lose it in that is on. It becomes either that it's not real at all or it's fucking everywhere and neither of them are right, you know, and so people like us are in the middle of going, wait a minute, we have to be rational about this. And while we do that, it's building anyway. So it's this it's impossible, you know, so I really like what you laid out there. It's it's all manipulative and mental. And I think that's really it's important. psychological warfare. Yeah, exactly. And part of psychological warfare is is yes, psyop is to basically muddy the water that to where there's so much misinformation and disinformation out there along with the real information that nobody knows what's real and what isn't. Nobody knows Check what's out. true. Right. So somebody like me, they're going to look at that and automatically they're going to say, he's a fed. He's an actor. He's a crisis actor. He's a fed. He's an infiltrator. It's and it's, it's, it's weaponizing people's minds against themselves. Even like the word, right. Okay. The very word, right. They are weaponizing that right is wrong, right? That the very word right well, is wrong. Well, they're saying women can be, uh, men can be women. You know, right. this is how twisted. You know. Now, here's the thing. Have you guys seen the movie? It's uh, happening in real time in front of us. Have you guys seen the movie Nefarious? Who, what is it about? No, spoiler. It's about a dude that's demonically possessed and he's on death row. I don't think so. 
Oh, dude, you got to see it, okay? Because I watched it and I have never seen a movie that more accurately describes the spiritual war that we are in. Hmm. And it's about this guy that's like a, a psychologist for the government that goes in and analyzes this dude right before he's about to be executed for his crimes and whether or not he's sane or not. And uh, the demon that's in this guy basically sits and talks with this dude, the psychologist, for a good couple hours and just basically explains to him what's going on and blah, 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 blah. But the point is, is that in that movie, the demon says that basically they, the demonic forces on this planet have desensitized humanity so much so that they cannot even recognize evil when it's right in front of them, that mm. they cannot even recognize evil when they are doing it. Huh. You see? So yeah. the point here is, is that part of psychological warfare and like Yuri Bezmenov, are you guys familiar with Yuri Bezmenov, the KGB operative yeah. that defected mm. the United States? He was talking about demoralization, how that was the first of a fourfold process, demoralization, right. destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And he was saying that when you've demoralized a generation, you can present them with black and white information, photos, you know, documents, all that stuff, and they will not believe it because it causes such a cognitive dissonance for them to believe this information that's true because all they've ever believed is a lie. So based on these lies, they perform acts of evil or they allow acts of evil to perpetuate and continue because they've been told evil is good and good is evil. Huh. You see, does there all that make sense? I mean, in oh, yeah. 1984, mm -hmm. Orwell, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. Right. It was their well, what, what it ultimately amounts to is, is not the reverse program. of it, but that ultimately they just they just like you're saying, they just check out. They're like it's like it's like engineered apathy and, and helplessness where they just go, you know what? I don't even know. I'll let them decide for me. And that's exactly what they want. Right. And it brings yeah, to so, mind that no, I'm going to have so, to jump off. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so what you were saying before about people um, being kept in line, right? What that comes down to, I think, is that anybody that is not in the paradigm that has been created for them is subject to a like Chinese, like communist party level of scrutiny. Now, if we as a nation were to ask ourselves, what would government corruption look like? What would infiltration into our system look like? And we say, okay, you got Joe Biden taking money from China. You got him with all these classified documents. Oh yeah, there you go. We'll know our disinformation program mm -hmm. is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Yeah, William Casey, CIA director, 1981. In the, uh, Operation Mockingbird, Operation Mockingbird. Okay. People dismiss so, this as being fake, but there, it's it's documented by I believe it was his uh, his aide. I believe said this on the record before, and it's been censored. Just so people know, this is very real, and I think that's a very prescient point that they're going to tell. I, well, you now, Ray McGovern, so let's, so let's, Ray McGovern will. I mean, was one of the first people to to break this quote too after uh -huh. she did, right. because he was the one who was delivering the daily CIA briefings from the Russia desk. <laughs> they went and told them that, but yeah, it, whatever. It, yeah. Well, the, 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 let's talk about information, misinformation and disinformation, how it relates to psychological warfare. Okay. So information is information. That's true. 
it's 100% factual. It's 100% based in objective reality. Then you have disinformation, 100% false, no basis whatsoever in actual reality. Then you have misinformation, which is a combination of disinformation and information combined together. So it's truth mixed with lies. And anybody that controls the misinformation narrative controls the minds of the people. All right. So this is what the Mockingbird media does. This is how they get people ensnared into their narrative is they. OK, yeah, it's true. There were Nazis in Florida doing this crazy thing over there. And Boneface was one of them. But they're going to craft the narrative that the 80 20 narrative, 80 percent lies, 20 percent truth. Yeah, they were there. Is the Mockingbird media going to say that they support Joe Biden? Is the Mockingbird media going to even highlight for a second that they're talking about Azov and and Ukraine and the Nazis in Ukraine? No. What they're going to do is they're going to craft a narrative that enables their perspective, their psychological warfare campaign. Now, if we look at what's going on in this nation regarding like our surveillance state, for example, or the, uh, the amount of resources that our law enforcement agencies have, like the FBI or the intelligence agencies, CIA, NSA, and stuff like that, then what we see is this. Gross negligence, all right? If these people wanted to end child and human trafficking, guess what they could do? They could fucking end it. If these people wanted to end child pornography on the internet, guess what they could do? They could end it. If these people wanted to stop terrorists from performing acts like uh, what, for example, Timothy McVeigh did, supposedly, then they could end it. If they wanted to stop things like January 6th from happening, they could do so. But they don't. And it's because what has happened is that the corruption in the deep state has amounted to such a point that we don't have law and order. We have a two-tier justice system where certain criminals get to break the law in mass in ways that they should be locked up for 20 to 30 years. And then we have other people that break laws that are given the 20-year, 30-year sentence that these other people should get. So what we actually have is not law and order. It's a strange form of anarchy because criminals are not just writing the laws. They are enforcing the laws. I will push back on the word anarchy, though. Because that's not the, the you mean chaos because anarchy is technically just it's it's I've I always point this out and it's a common it's a tactic actually to what you're really talking about. Anarchy, anarchism is the only form of government that has no place for rulers. It means no rulers, not no rules. And it tends to get misrepresented as chaos just to make sure that's clear for people, because I think that's important. I've always I anarchy is an important system, I think, where it's it's it's. Steve, I'm sure will chime in as well if he's back there. But the idea of how important the representation of anarchy is versus the representation of chaos, because I think it's governments are afraid of a world where they don't have a place as government. And I think that's the only one that shows that. Anyway, just in case you're interested. See, what, well, what that's an interesting point. I hadn't heard that, but just, I think just look that- up, look up the founder of the uh, I, well, while you're talking, I may be able to find the general definition of it. But it basically just means that we have a society that's not ruled by essentially top-down rulers, that we have community-led kind of, you know, there's all sorts of ways we can get into it. It's a complicated conversation, especially for those stuck in the democracy is the peak of civilization mindset, you know, but it's it's important. You might find it interesting. There's a, there's a saying will. that talks about like breaking free from the shackles of government and so on. Go ahead. Yeah, I just, the, the way that uh, Michael Malice explains anarchy in general, I find to be very straightforward and that it's not, it's not a, a location or an ism. 
it's a relationship and that relationship is you you don't speak for me and i don't speak for you and at no point are either of us going to monopolize violence to to take force extort or otherwise cause harm from one another we can meet mutually we can disagree we can voluntarily associate to complete a larger task and then we can go about our fucking business hmm. and, and it's only when there's a an illegitimate entity that only exists to perpetuate itself and enlarge itself and the way that it does that is through theft extortion implied perceived or real violence that that we kind of have you know um uh the a, a fuck up in our mutual voluntary association now, there's a number of different ways that people can go about doing this, a number of different means by which people can exchange currency or, uh, you know, goods, services, trade, that sort of thing. It's when there's a centralized entity that says, no, there's there can only be one of these things and it has to go through us and we'll loan you some of our imaginary shit that's backed by absolutely nothing. And it's going to put you into a system of debt slavery forever so that where not even representative government could save you because there's no such thing as real representation between slave and master. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, it's yeah, I, I don't, I'm going to well, get off me, on like a number of different. Go ahead, Ryan. I'll, I'll read this quote and then I'm going to have to break off. I've got an interview with Tease today, but uh, it's been great talking with you, Jake. And here I'll put my uh, my email in the chat here so reach out to me i'd love to talk to you more specifically on some of those points but th this is a this was something that was uh shown on uh, i think sons of anarchy in the show but it's a real quote from emma goldman who's kind of seen as the founder of this you know people have their opinions about what she what she is and associated with but the point is not her and what she's done but the reality of what this sentiment is and this is what the saying is anarchism stands for the liberation of the human mind from the dominion of religion liberation of the human body from the dominion of property, liberation from shackles of, of, from the restraint of government. It stands for the social order based on the free grouping of individuals. And I love that, right? I think that's what we're all kind of talking about. And it just comes to this, you know, kind of manipulation of the terms, which is kind of one of the main points you're making today. You know what I mean? So I really find that fascinating. So I hope that was interesting, you know, in general, but I'm gonna have to break off. Uh, it's been great talking with you, Jake, and I hope to connect future and, and uh, see you guys next time around on T-Lab Tuesdays. <laughs> Ryan, thanks so much, my friend. Uh, TheLastAmericanVagabond.com for all your LastAmericanVagabond.needs. Yeah, I, chaos favors the establishment, Jake. All, all, every time, all times, at all times, chaos favors the establishment. They're primed for it. They're prepped for it. They're trained for it. It's what they thrive on. It's what a ridiculous percentage of our tax dollars go towards it's what we're giving 240 billion dollars to some midget cokehead in ukraine for. think about it chaos is a constant uh problem that creates a continual reaction needing a yes solution. problem reaction solution yep. okay and order out of chaos order to ko yep. right that's masonic thing right yep. so if we look at what you were saying earlier about the centralization of power, the centralization of a monetary system, debt and all of that stuff, and we look at how war plays into plunging nations into debt, um, how it relates to things like, for example, the um, the depopulation agenda. OK, um, and then we also 
like let's talk about the deep state for a second okay um i don't know if you guys have seen my my uh michael knowles interview but nobody that's currently on the fox news debate stage is able to articulate what the deep state is they just talk about the deep state they can't explain what it is in short simple fashion and order the deep state is essentially the bureaucracy, which is a constitutes a fourth branch of government. All right. The founders created three branches of government with checks and balances, separation of powers into legislative, executive and judicial. Each one had no ability to delegate its power to the other because the government uh, is not to have centralized power or control. It's to represent the people. The founders viewed tyranny as a consolidation and the centralization of these three branches of government into a single branch because that's what they were dealing with with the crown. The crown wrote the laws, the crown enforced the laws and the crown controlled the courts. So that's why they split it up into three branches. Now, the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy has the ability to, quote unquote, regulate commerce. And there are over 500 bureaucratic agencies that are regulating commerce through the regulation of commerce. These bureaucratic agencies are essentially creating law. They're writing law. They're telling us what's legal, what's illegal, what is uh, okay to buy and sell, what is not okay to buy and sell. Now, because these bureaucratic agencies have these regulations, they have regulatory agents that enforce these regulations. They have their own form of law enforcement. Okay. So that's executive. And they have their own administrative courts, which basically means that they have courts that are outside of the federal system. That's all three branches of government in a single bureaucratic agency. That's tyranny, you guys. And there are over 500 bureaucratic agencies, all of them with the little Fauci up on top of the pyramid doing the bidding of the corporations that they should be regulating, but are instead colluding with so that they could use the government's monopoly on the initiation of force to reinforce the monopoly of these corporations on our resources, labor, and currency. Does all that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it's a Ponzi scheme. Well, and it's a, it's a global mafia. Uh, and you get well everything's you know, compartmentalized you know so it keeps like the lower uh henchmen's you know doing their bidding and their I thing mean, and the, then they're distracted from this and they're doing this and like there's no the, the simple reality the simple reality is is that about two and a half years after jimmy carter came out and said the united states is an oligarchy barack obama signed the smith modernization act into the law 2012 in the AA, and that just that opened the floodgates for military corporate propaganda to be pushed through yep. the airwaves. We're over a decade removed from that. There's an entire generation that has grown up knowing perpetual war, perpetual propaganda on their airwaves, and in an independent Russia. media Russia. that is just one degree outside of the mainstream that is populated by figures from the establishment who are looked at as now somehow independent because they don't have a Fox logo or an MSNBC logo at the bottom of their screen. They got their own brand at the top left-hand corner, whatever it is. So now they're independent. 
And now you've got a whole satellite sphere where you've got narrative and counter narrative working to push absolutely everyone who thinks they're truly, you know, the getting out of the mainstream right back into it. And you've got at the end of the day, the vast majority, the information that people are receiving is just recycled nonsense designed to get them voting participating in a consent ritual for pedophiles and sociopaths into a system that is in no way shape or form representative no way shape or form republic and and last of all at least according to the fucking stanford and all those other studies a democracy because it doesn't matter what 80 90 99 percent of the public want if enough oligarchs don't want it it's not going to happen if enough oligarchs do want it well then now it's the law of the land yes that's you know yes. uh, that's well, in and, no and, way... <laughs> Go ahead. and they're using and they're using the system and lawfare to ensure that it stays that way you see and so this and then on top of all of that they're also using the system and lawfare to bring the united states into a state of totalitarian rule because if and when there's a state of national emergency, the Constitution is suspended. So what are they going to do? They're going to continue to create national emergencies to suspend the Constitution and keep it suspended. And in the process, they bring the United States deeper and deeper into the New World Order, One World Government system, which is basically global fascism slash communism. The only way to do that is to get rid of the Constitution and turn the United States into a communist or a fascist nation, which we already are some pretty much a fascist nation. But now we're going into full-blown communism. But well, it's paper, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on paper we're, you know, because that's what it's all about. It's all about this legalese and paper, you know, what's on, what, we're, right. we're basically a fascist country, but on paper we're still... Well, no, no, we're not. Even on paper, we're, we're like, remember, oh, 1871, the corporate, the corporate uh, United States of America, the United States became a corporation. We're under maritime law. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. the fact of the matter is, on paper, I mean, the, on paper, there's a Federal Reserve Bank, a central bank with debt based yep. currency. On paper, there's 500 bureaucratic agencies that are regulating commerce and telling us how to live our lives. On paper, the government can literally come into your home anytime they want, arrest you without cause, without charge, keep you imprisoned, et cetera, et cetera. I the wrong. Patriot On Act. paper, it's 100% fascist. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, saw, I, I saw an interesting thing posited over the weekend, and that's to put the marketing to the test in terms of the surveillance equipment that you welcome into your home in terms of your devices and all of that kind of stuff. And if you're, you couldn't as a nation just collectively sue your government out of existence for third amendment violations for being forced to illegally harbor active troops in your home without your, you know, against your will. Well, that's so, it's an I mean, interesting I, idea. But here's I guess the thing. that comes down to terms of service agreements, 
but we yeah. can put that to the test. I'd love to see it get put to the test. I would. I think that would well, be fun. It, this is one thing I want you to try to keep in mind. And this is something that I try to get people to understand regarding this notion of getting rid of the deep state. What we're talking about here is basically something called full spectrum dominance. Okay. It's a military term and it means control over number one, the minds of the populations in a nation through psychological warfare techniques. Then from there, you get control of the land, the seas, the air and the airspace, subterranean, deep underground military bases, extraterrestrial or satellites in outer space, chemical and biological agents, technology like the cell phones, like our uh, cell phone towers, radios, televisions, computers, etc., and also the medical industry and the currency. So all of these things, having control of all these things is called full spectrum dominance, okay? The system is designed to maintain full spectrum dominance to control the cultural paradigm to control the infrastructure within which we live and to profit from it and ensure that the same entities that control these things continue to profit from it so in order for that to change it can't be an act of destruction of the old system it must inherently be an act of creation of a new and better system that renders the old one obsolete. So if we're really talking about creating something or doing something about the issue, we have to talk about creation, not destruction. Now, the real trick of it is, is that people are going to ask, well, what can we do if the lawfare system is constructed to prevent anything like that from being done because of the idea of quote unquote disruptive technologies, right? So any sort of technology, technological innovation that can and would be used in order to create a new form of infrastructure outside of the full spectrum dominant system has been made either classified or illegal. Now that there's an exception for two of these things. Number one is Tesla towers. Tesla coil technology, Tesla tower technology, infinite free clean wireless electricity. Not only could it give us infinite free clean wireless electricity, it could also be used to give us uh, global communication without the use of centralized cell phones, satellites, cell phone towers, etc. Also, it could have certain implications for agriculture. So P uh, corporations like Monsanto would go out of business. And it would also give us a... Uh, an opportunity to clean up all the messes that have been created by this full spectrum dominant system. That's the infrastructure we have to create you guys that in combination with Dr. Rife and his machine using energy frequency and vibration uh, to destroy disease and improve human health to basically get rid of the big pharma apparatus. Those two things right there, guys, give us a whole new infrastructure that will get rid of the full spectrum dominance centralized system. So I don't know if I, I agree that Wi-Fi is necessarily the solution. However, however, it's not Wi-Fi. It's not the it's, same thing. Well, I did. You, you're yeah, it's we and we can definitely get into that. I do. I, I like that you brought up Royal Rife. Um, I've been uh, I've been using the frequency guide in correlation with uh, a, a different device that I have. And it's got. Um, hit and miss results sometimes it works really well sometimes it, it doesn't seem to to do it i think everybody is different so it may work better for other people and i would suggest 
that if you've also got an aquaker that you pull up uh it's on the, i think it's on the website i know it's in one of the newsletters uh it's definitely in the the telegram group the the right frequency list and then just dial that in with with your aquacure on its frequencies um the as far as energy goes i think the the approach should be the same approach that anyone uses when uh when you're building something and that is you want to have as many tools available you probably want to have a couple of too many uh in terms of you know being on a job site because you never know what you might need and i i think that as long as there's uh a an open ability to experiment and, and to find different ways to produce it that it doesn't turn into some sort of of energy monopoly because right now the just using the word tesla makes everybody's head go straight to elon musk uh, and the idea that you know that goon could buy a company where people had already come up with it, did apply this, whatever, dude. That guy hasn't made shit. He's not a fucking, he's not a creative individual. He's a good salesperson, or at least knows how to fundraise pretty well, and has kind of figured out how to play midwits on the internet. Has done a really good job of that. But what I, I see a technology like that becoming fairly easily monopolized if people just get lax about it, and I think that as long as there's the ability to have, uh, uh, yeah, as many different tools as available in terms of energy goes, as long as we don't have to be dependent on a handful of cartels, because the commerce that you're talking about, at least internationally, all of those shipping lanes are protected by the U.S. Navy. And they have to go through the U.S. That's who's controlling international shipping lanes right now. And there will be... I think an upcoming cold to hotish war over shipping lane rights in the near future, especially as the BRICS alliance gets a little bit stronger, especially as the controlled demolition of the American empire continues largely unabated. Yeah, it's weird. When you set yourself up for free fall and all of the coincidences only go one direction and only in always the same people are benefiting, it, it stops to look like coincidences and starts to look more like a pattern. Right. Well, that's why I also advocate for using um, the zero point energy engine that was uh, patented by uh, Salvador Pius in 2020. He, he uh, Donald Trump declassified the patents in 2020 for a zero point energy engine, a room temperature superconductor that allows a zero point energy engine to function without overheating and what's called a TR3B. It's a triangular shaped craft. It uses inertia propulsion or anti-gravity technology to move through time and space. So I'm of the belief that you're right. We need more than just one thing. We don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket, but Tesla towers, they actually, based on the 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 actual use of them they can't really be monopolized because the it's the energy is coming from the earth itself so the whole idea here is is that like the signal is wireless the earth itself is producing it 
we're just tapping into it. And it's like a wellspring of infinite free, clean wireless electricity. And then the, the manufacture process, the tower itself, the materials involved, the, the frequency output where you're standing, all that kind of stuff is that stuff that's already been sort of looked into and discussed. Um, what's that look like? Well, Tesla did it in the, in the early 1900s. He gave a whole city in Colorado, you know, infinite free, clean, wireless electricity when he was there doing his experiments. So the, the technology works. In fact, it works so well that it was suppressed for literally no, I mean, the, the, the manufacture of like, the, oh, dude, the, it's as it's, far it's as a, a Tesla tower. Cheap. Yeah. And so so who so again, uh, at least under the current, you know, under the current system, um, I, I believe it's just it's certainly easier to go ahead and implement things like that rather than just bypass the process altogether, you know, in as much as possible. Um, I don't understand what you mean. Well, okay, because if you wanted to, if you wanted to implement this in your city, uh, I think ordinarily people would go, "Oh, well, we would have to put a package together. We would have to approach local government." Well, well, we well hold on, hold on. But that. the thing is, you do, you don't want to do it in a city because the the signal itself could end up affecting the power grid in cities. What you would want to do is create a whole new city based on this form of energy. And from that wellspring of energy, you would get massive amounts of um, economic growth. So that city would therefore like because if you look at history, what creates economic growth is a new form of energy. So what you would want to do because of the disruptive nature to this technology, this technology, what you do is you would go and you'd find a place where the ley lines cross, you'd build a Tesla tower where the ley lines crisscross. And then from there, you'd have this wellspring of energy and then people would flock to it to use it. And in the process, you would create economic growth because now you're going to need to create new cell phones, new computers, new uh, power tools, new uh, automobiles or vehicles, etc. Which Tesla actually created. To start with, it'd be like a 15-minute city to start with. Well, but here's the thing, and I've you're right about that. But here's the thing, I've actually developed schematics for how to do this. Trump calls them freedom. Yeah, cities. yeah, it's freedom it's cities. Like, yes, it's not so, confused. So, yeah, that, and that's exactly what they would be. They'd be freedom cities, not not little 15 minute cities. And I actually have a video called New Heaven on Earth on my Rumble account. Um, Yellowstone Wolf AZ. You can check it out uh, on Rumble. And it's basically like the schematics. I've drawn out the schematics for how these small cities would end up interconnecting with one another to create larger cities that are actually were like a city of like. It's like a hive of cities. Yes. And and each little small city based on each little Tesla tower would actually be a self-governing city with a three branch separation of powers government system. And in the process between cities, then what's that? that you'd be able to travel between these cities. Yeah. Even though yeah. The governments all. Kind of yeah. Like well, it would, they wouldn't be. It, they would all it would be a representative republic. You know, and it would be a fractal. 
what do you think about like uh, as far as the economy uh, wildly like Bitcoin or uh you know the blockchain or anything like that well the whole point would be would be that within these cities you would use a gold-backed currency issued from the treasury so that what we would do is we would have a parallel economy basically We'd have a parallel economy where we're creating a new form of infrastructure, a new form of currency, a new form of energy and communication and all that stuff. And then you'd have these other massive cities that we have with these massive populations. And these two economies would work parallel together. And then as the new cities ended up growing in population and size, you would get people moving out of these massive cities that are polluting the environment, destroying, you know, uh, the world, uh, uh, giving people disease and stuff like that. And then you take the resources from here and then you transport them over to here. And that back and forth would end up creating economic surplus and, uh, growth both in one economy and in the other. But eventually what would happen is the debt-based dollar would end up falling away over time because most people would just end up using the gold-backed currency that was in these, uh, freedom cities. I've I've got it all laid out. It's all on my it's all on my Rumble page. <laughs> uh, earlier, you were talking about spiritual warfare. I guess we're uh-huh. shifting gears a little bit. We do that sure. a lot. This gets wow. yeah. There's yeah. yeah we, we'll probably wrap it we right just back need around. Segway right? music. That's all. That's oh shit! All. I'll work on that. This is we'll right. try that. Try that. Oh, wrong button. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the spiritual warfare and like I, I keep ritualistic nature of january 6th like uh because to me it was like a chaos ritual right and then uh how did you find your way into the capital um are you talking about that i don't know how that works i walked through open doors i thought everybody saw that footage uh yeah i guess we i did see that footage i guess i was thinking like how did you get up to the front but everybody was already in there uh but when you went into the Senate chambers and you sat at the this chair there, you know, that's the Capitol's, uh, the Masons built it as a temple, like uh, Solomon's third temple, right? It's in the belly of the beast. And then you come in with these horns on and then sit at the throne in between the pillars. It's just like, I mean, you knew you were taking part of something there, right? Sitting in that... Well- that I know that the Capitol building is built on ley lines mm-hmm. and the Speaker of the House, just like the, the vice president's chair in the Senate, are a part of those ley line structures. Um, I would invite you to recall that um, so Moses has been depicted on several occasions having horns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's actually like symbolic of his connect, connection and communion with God. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. And not being um, the bull, right? L. No. What is they're what buffalo is? horns. They're not bull horns. They're buffalo. Well, the buffalo's and, a bull. It all leads back to the horn well, horn. Whether it's a buffalo, a goat. But but like I said, Moses is depicted having horns mm-hmm. or a halo. You know, they're they're kind of one and the same. So no, it has nothing to do with a chaos ritual or um, any sort of occultic symbolism. That's that's not a part of it at all. In fact, I mean, it's dre- the antithesis of that. When you went in there, I'm saying 
you know these 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 uh, ancient uh, the etymology symbols, right? This occult ritualistic. I mean, they have the Osiris rising ritual on what uh, the sixth of January or uh, fourteen days before the actual inauguration, right? That's what that's done at the Scottish, right down the street there from the Capitol, right? They do okay. these rituals. They believe in these rituals, and I'm, that cop even says this is sacred land or this is a sacred space, you know, and then sitting, you literally were sitting at the throne and I, and then after that, Ashley Babbitt is murdered. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's, it's so like whether, I mean, you were totally used for this as a prop. If you were not, well, you could say, or or you could say, I used, or you could say all the doors were locked. You were led right into that room. And you sat or you right could say, at that throne. Or you could say that I used them. That God used me. You see, the, the I want you to try to look at it like this, okay? Because this is how I see it. Are you guys familiar with cymatics? Okay. Yeah? Absolutely, you know, like yeah. The patterns on the speaker or on the plate with the oh, yeah, sound yeah, yeah. and you get different yeah. frequencies and different bubble patterns. Bubble cymatics, the bubble one Okay. So look at it like this. If we're going to use that as a metaphor for creation, the planet Earth is the speaker or the metal plate. The frequency uh, is the electromagnetic field around the planet. And we as human beings, our civilization, all forms of life on the planet are the grains of rice or salt being moved on the plate or the speaker. Okay. Mm. We are channeling energy through our bodies call and we call them thoughts we call them emotions all right we call them breath and you know uh electricity chemistry all of these things are energy being channeled through our bodies and the earth like i said the earth is a speaker the electromagnetic field is a frequency we are the rice okay we are the grains of salt and it's kind of the same thing with all of the planets all of the stars, all of the galaxies, those are also grains of rice or salt on the speaker, okay, or on the plate. So I was moved by the hand of God into that location, into that space and time. And I want you to think for just a second about the idea of if I hadn't been there on January 6th, how different would the world be? You know how because that image went global. There's there's a dude in Russia, a dude in Brazil and a dude in Italy that have dressed up similar to myself and gone with with their own country's flag painted on their face and gone to protest against corruption within their government. There's people in the United States that have dressed up in that way to go to protests or in support of Trump or just as like a costume for a costume party. Okay. The which I said you you stated that like the the very thing you were wearing is very sacred and ritualistic. Yes. And then the first interview you did, uh, I can't remember who it was with, but you wore it to it. Like well, that's not that's not the first interview I did. It's the first big interview I did, and it's because they asked me to with Michael Knowles, and it's because they asked me to wear it. So I said, sure. 
See, and, and the thing is, is that I didn't even wear the actual one. The feds still have my headdress. They still have my staff. They still have my phone. I was wondering because that one had a wonky horn on it. I was like, I yeah, I, I've, yeah, it, it, it's not the same one. It's one I improvised. No, I just find it. Uh, I mean, you, whether you were let in, however you were let in, it's just when you see this video and they are checking doors and the one door's unlocked. And even that cop, you know, out the outnumbered cop, he says, this is sacred land. And then you sit at the throne there and then Ashley Babbitt. That's why I'm wondering. I don't know the timeline if Ashley had been shot. I don't know it either. Or after, yeah, because then when we break down the Ashley Babbitt shooting, which is clearly bullshit. Right. From multiple angles, bullshit. That breakdown of 35 seconds or whatever it is of the Ashley Babbitt incident, mm -hmm. it's clear. Yeah, that unarmed means. white woman, five foot nothing, you know, peeking her head through a door, gets shot. Oh, yeah. Using if it was the other way packs, around, knocking if out it was a white, the, the yeah, if it was a I white mean, cop shooting a black person, it would, it would be, it would be, there'd still be outrage, you know. Um, but it was used I want as a you blood to, ritual, whether. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's if that's how you want to look at it. Um, I understand why you're saying what you're saying. Um, this is kind of how I look at it, though. We're all grains of rice being moved on the speaker, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and part of the reason I went into the building in the first place was to ensure that something like that did not happen. <laughs> okay. Now, interesting enough. According to Officer Johnson, the reason why that happened in the in the House of Representatives was because Yogananda Pittman did not allow for an evacuation in the House of Representatives. Were it not for the fact that Officer Johnson actually evacuated the Senate, something similar might have happened to the people in the Senate chamber. OK, so it's interesting that the area that I made the choice to go into was already cleared by officer Johnson. He actually saved lives that day, you know, and he suffered for it. He actually was disciplined because he evacuated the Senate without orders to do so. That he, he made the executive decision. Speaking out on right now, right? Yes. Yes. And thank God he's doing so. He actually is a man of courage and he cares about law and order. So case in point, we're all grains of rice being moved on the speaker. And what is happening is that similar to the whole cymatics thing, when you shift from one pattern, like a low frequency pattern to a high frequency pattern, from one frequency to another, there is a period of time in between that transition where there is no discernible pattern, where everything looks like it's chaos. There's, there's, it's all askew. And then all of a sudden, boom, a new pattern locks into place. So what we are going through right now is the transition from one age to another, from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, from the from one frequency, a lower frequency to a higher frequency. And we're in that gap in between the transition from one age to another where everything is chaos. There is no discernible yep. pattern. Yep. And now we're moving, finally starting to move into getting some sort of a discernible pattern that is about to snap into place. Yeah. And these psychos are all about their occult ritual shit, right? And their blood sacrifices and their, 
their adrenochrome and shit. And I uh, mean, they it walked you straight in. It for, seems oh, no, no, it the seems cops are like. not into that. The, hold on, the cops are not into those blood rituals. The elites, you All know, the because how many cops are shriners? How well, many cops are? Well, are I, I know, but, but I understand what you're saying. But jet. what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that the guy that walked me into the chamber is a part of that. Okay. Um, Did you have an think, Do you know? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't think so. But it, you know, he had walkie-talkie, but it really. The, the, Look, and I'm just going to tell you this from from personal experience here, okay? The moment that you start trying to graft a projection of what you think might be onto what you think actually is, then you get into slippery territory. There's a lot of people that think that they know 100% that I'm a Fed, that I'm CIA, that I'm a fucking uh, infiltrator, that I'm trying to bring down the Q movement, discredit the Q movement, that it doesn't matter what I say. I'm an actor. It doesn't matter what it is that I'm trying to do. I'm a Fed. It does not matter. And they're wrong. They're 100% wrong. But the only reason why they think that they're right is because they don't know what the fuck to believe. So what they do is they project onto the world their view of reality. They don't see things as they are objectively. They see things as they themselves are subjectively. And we don't want to get into that. What we want to do is be able to discern with certain levels of um, scrutiny what is going on objectively. So in psychological warfare, there is a thing called the collective objective universe. Okay, there's the collective objective universe, then there's what are called person. And so the collective objective universe is the universe as it actually is without uh, any sort of agenda, no cl uh, clouding through perception, no distortion, collective objective universe. Then you have what's called a personal subjective universe. The personal subjective subjective universe is you grafting your view of reality onto the collective objective universe, omitting some things, factoring some things that aren't true in, et cetera, to get this worldview that is personal to you. Then there is what is called the collective subjective universe. And the collective subjective universe is based on a bunch of personal subjective universes gathering together and socially reinforcing their personal subjective universe in a collective mind of sorts that sees the world a certain way. And then they live in that echo chamber of, oh, this is the collective objective universe, even though it's not. It's their personal subjective universe being reinforced by a collective. What we want to do is not do collective subjective or personal subjective universes. We want to insert ourselves and perceive the collective objective universe. The only real way I've found to do that or ways I've found to do that is through uh, meditation and prayer, is through intense and profound psychedelic or hallucinogenic uh, intoxication, um, is through things like fasting and um, altered states of consciousness. Uh, tattooing can help sometimes. Um, what you want to do is remove the ego. You want the ego to dissolve. You want that that front prefrontal cortex 
to go that's so overactive with ego to dissolve and you want to get into an alpha wave state of brain activity where the waves of neural activity are cascading across the brain where the conscious and subconscious mind merge and in the process what ends up happening is that the information that's normally filtered out by the conscious mind through the subconscious end up becoming accessible to the conscious mind does that yeah. make sense yeah, I, I, I don't, I never thought you were a fed or anything. I just think uh, when it comes to Mockingbird and MK Ultra stuff, we don't all know like if we're being used. I keep running into this thing with myself, you know. We talk, kid. yeah, we we talk about this a lot, yeah. and, and you had you had brought up that um, you you know have a certain pose that you use for pictures and stuff like that. There, there's a number of people uh, in the chat that have been wondering what uh, what the association with Rudy Giuliani is was. I think they're wondering if that was a real picture. picture. Like if that was even, yeah. Uh, yes, it's true. a real picture. Yes, Most it's a real it. picture. So what happened? Oh, let me just tell you what happened. So he came to Phoenix to talk to some of the representatives in Arizona about the fraud and the information that they had regarding fraud in the elections, in particular in Arizona, when they looked over the numbers and what happened. That's where we get into that whole thing like, you know, Trump and Biden, and then you see the large spike overnight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Giuliani and Trump's legal team was in Arizona giving all of that information over to representatives here in Arizona. It was at a hotel downtown in Phoenix. And I was outside with the group of people that was outside, you know, out there to support the president, et cetera. And I was offered a ticket to go inside and watch the presentation. So, of course, I was like, hell yeah. All right. So I go in and I'm watching it. And they had just get, gotten done doing the first part of the presentation. They all kind of took a break. They had been going for like two hours, three hours, something like that. And just as Giuliani was sitting down to start the second portion of his presentation, he had just got, he was a, he was taking pictures with other people. And I was like, oh, this is my opportunity. So I run up and, I, and he sits down and he's about to get started. I was like, hey, do you mind if I get a picture? It's like real quick, two seconds. And he's like, yeah, sure. All right. So I'm shaking his hand. He's looking over here. I'm looking at the camera. That's how that's how quick it was. He's looking over here. I'm looking at the camera, shaking his hand. Somebody takes a picture and he's like, all right. That's good. And I was like, yes, thank you. Appreciate it. I go, I sit down. That's it. Never had yeah, yeah, any yeah. interaction with them. They're asking in the chat because Snopes said it was true. So then you got to question it because Snopes sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about Snopes? What's interesting is that the other day, I think it was yesterday, there's a thing going around where Taylor Swift. So everybody was saying Taylor Swift announces Trump. And the, the clip, she was actually talking about a woman that's running for freaking senator in Tennessee. And it's an old clip. And she keeps saying she voted for this. She voted for that. She voted for this. And it's like, how how dumb do you have to be to I, think that Taylor Swift is talking about Donald Trump if she keeps saying she? You know, disinformation travels fast. And Snopes hey, actually look, said, who are this you, is not true. Who are you to put gender on anybody else, Jake? All right? That's for yeah. them to and they decide. Would they would use that zibbity doodah day way. And, and that's just the world that we live in. Now, I don't give a rusty 
fuck. It's not the world I live in. I'm never going to give a rusty fuck about that. Well, neither do I. But the point (laughs) is that Snopes actually clarified it. And those these are the two occasions, it sounds like to me, where they're actually correct. Yeah. Snopes is like two people in Georgia that weigh a combined 937 pounds, uh, and they I don't even – they have zero qualifications for what they're doing. They, they got interviewed by like 60 Minutes or something years ago, man, and it literally is just two fucking retards hanging out in a sofa in Georgia, and that's Snopes. <laughs> And that's what's going to determine reality for your aunt on Facebook? Are you goddamn kidding me? Like, let's, I mean, can we just it, let's put it into a Speaking bit of perspective? Snopes, we got a question in the rumble from Vicky wondering, uh, you were in the military, right? And uh, you were separated from the military, or how did that come about? Yeah, I was given a general discharge under honorable conditions because I refused to take the anthrax vaccine. Um, so I was taking, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was refusing vaccines before it was cool. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered the Giuliani, the, the CIA one. It's hard to keep up with all the questions today and all the stuff coming in the chat. Oh, you got more. I'm somebody all, I, was, I never backed somebody, down I think it was, somebody was noting that the, the chat is, uh, unseasonably or like unusually kind today. Normally. Jake, we we have uh, just absolute vicious savages, and they they do seem to be. Um, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear. But yeah, I, I'm not I was, used to it. I, just, I mean, there's definitely got I got a lot of support out there, but there's so many people that believe lies. It's crazy. Like, even I'll give you, you an example. Their face when you show. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, I know. Well, that's what Yuri Bezinov was talking about yeah. when he said, de- "When the demoralization is complete, it's what that dude, the CIA director, was talking about when talking about disinformation being, com- you know, operation being complete. Yeah. People will everything they believe is false. They won't know what to believe. But I'll give you another example of disinformation spreading quickly. I got out of prison on March twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. And it was like three weeks or so after Tucker Carlson released the footage, right? There was people, even Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying that Donald, I mean, that uh, uh, Tucker Carlson exactly. and McCarthy were exactly. a hero. Not a hero. Yeah. But they helped. Well, well they're saying, yeah, they're saying that he helped. And it's, dude, it's not true. It was so coincidental. No, no, it's, yeah, exactly. You're released. But it's, it's, but it's not true. Yeah. But it's not true. I got my release date on the in mid February of 2023. Okay. And then it was three weeks before I was released that it came out. Now, this is what I'm saying about like divine providence. This is what I'm saying about like um like being rice on on the speaker here. Okay. Is that there we are a part of something that is so much bigger than we can most people can possibly fathom. It is so enormous in its totality that people can barely wrap their minds around even a portion of it. All right. And we we have the ability, we have the the privilege of being alive during this most exciting and crucial time in human history. People for thousands and thousands of years have wanted to see and hear what you see and hear right now and have not gotten to see or hear it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, Steve? I mean, it does. It does. Um, shit, dude. I wanted to play that clip of you, uh, Jake, 
you know, telling people to uh, go home. You know, a lot of people haven't seen that thing. Yeah, by all means. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, there was a, there was a drunk dude there. You, you reading the Trump tweet to everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I keep trying to tell people that at least at like 1130 in the morning or when Giuliani's fucking grotesque Bella Lugosi looking ass was up there talking by the ellipse. It was like lame day drunk Woodstock. Like, <laughs> just It was. Well, that new, that new video. I don't know if it's a new video now. It wasn't out of pocket at all, dude. It, yeah, everybody's seen the eighty thousand hours, I guess. Uh, but the one where they're they're walking down the hall and the police are on both sides, like it's some sort of like twenty one gun. So I'm surprised they didn't have their guns out, like in a salute type thing. Let's see if we can hear this. <laughs> And I seen you posted that re- that it's not recent, but that interview that must have been the night of January sixth. Uh, I think I got that. Yeah, dude. It's I by the time I walked out of the building, I had already. By the time I walked out of the building, I had already gone viral. Yeah, you were famous. So I had a bunch of people coming up and trying to talk to me because they recognized me from the internet. Yeah, and I think you posted it because that uh, interview just recently surfaced, right? Yeah, I yeah, at least I it I, I, it's the first time I saw it. Let me see if I can find this. It's on my Twitter. Well, Donald Trump asked everybody to go home, so I'm going home. We're going home. As far as I can tell, Donald Trump asking us patriots to stand down is a good enough reason for us to stand down. We made our point. We won the day. We sent a message to the globalists and the communists that one way or another, handcuffs or otherwise, we are taking America back. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. Question, what do you plan to do until there's a reason why Kamala Harris has not rescinded her seat in the Senate. There's a reason why the Pentagon is not working with the Biden transition team. There's a reason why Joe Biden changed his uh, Facebook uh, profile from being president-elect to presidential candidate. Okay, because Joe Biden's never getting in office. Okay, it's not going to happen. All right, Donald Trump is our president. He will remain our president for the next four years. And I guarantee you, we, as the American public, are going to be happier than a pig in... I was going to say shit. Pig in mud. (laughs) Well, that last bit turned out to be a little bit off. It was Well, kind of. And he was locked out of the, the, the White House, right? He was locked out after his, he was inaugurated. Well, dude, now, now think about this. Think about this, okay? Isn't it true that he's, like, doing his press conferences from, like, a makeshift Hollywood White House uh, stage? You know, Some okay. of them, yeah, is, absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. isn't it true, isn't it true that um, the, the whole Trump being insulated by the military thing is kind of strange, especially when you parallel that with the way that Joe Biden doesn't seem to have any real insulation whatsoever. Um, I don't know, he man. He's have quite he, the motorcade. 
Yeah, he he definitely and and military plane escorts and shit, helicopters, fighter jets, all sorts of stuff. I think that I think that Donald Trump presided over the two largest upward transfers of non-consensual American wealth in recorded history. I think that we had a number of coups. Uh, both successful and unsuccessful, the explosion of the empire in Africa, uh, uh, across, uh, well, every continent except for the one that we can't go to. Um, I don't think any of these people get into a position of perceived power like President of the United States without uh, a number of people being okay with it. I don't think you get COVID lockdowns or the response from the right, uh, particularly the armed right. Uh, under President Hillary Clinton? Are you kidding me? Nobody would have let that happen. Not to that degree. I think that, that because you have something like, uh, like the Club of Rome, that for the last 51 running years uh, have had unfettered access to not just the the federal government and that permanent unelected bureaucracy but the permanent unelected bureaucracies in a number of other vitally important countries around the world uh, and the when we're talking about ritual the i'm gonna go back to the the consent ritual for pedophiles and sociopaths that is the american electoral process Joe Biden isn't president. That's obvious. Joe Biden doesn't make his own decision. I don't even think that's the original fucking Joe Biden. I did, regardless of where they're filming whatever press conference where he goes from raging lunatic to whispering raging lunatic to shaking hands with ghosts to want you know to, to wander it off nutsack earlobes hanging one day and then they're shrunk up the next right the size and shape of his eyes nose forehead and mouth change hourly but hey sure you know that's just how old people get i guess you know but i, I don't i don't think that you get to these spots without without approval I, and i don't think that donald trump was an anomaly i think that that if after that first debate, particularly when you think about, uh, I think it was the New Yorker 2015 had an article about Trump being approached by a number of high profile people um, uh, who all hang out about 15 minutes down the road from me, a little place called Bohemian Grove, uh, where Trump had been considering a 2016 either mayoral run or governor run for new york and they were like hey buddy don't do that don't do that you should run for president um and so all of the sudden the adelson machine got behind him um oh god i'm blanking on their fucking names right now it'll come back to me at any rate a number of very prominent very zionist mega donors uh jumped up got into the the game there point being um, the, there's no greater ritual that the American people participate in than this consent one for sociopaths and pedophiles. Uh, and they do it willingly for the most part, knowing that they're voting for someone who doesn't like them, who is going to work against their best interests, but that they may be slightly more 
advent, you know, they make it like slightly better scraps than if the perceived other guy does. And now we're in an area we talk about spiritual awakening. You know, we're, we're doing politics by spite. We're doing politics by vengeance uh, on whatever the right or the left sells themselves at right now. It's all let's make the other guy cry. And I think that a big part of the spiritual war that we're in is to view everyone as an enemy, regardless, to fault find wherever we can and make that the linchpin that separates us from our neighbor or us from our relatives or us from our community at large. Uh, and that that is one of the most intentionally designed aspects of the ongoing I don't know, my entire 45 years on this planet, psychological war, slow drip MK ultra campaign that we've all been subjected to. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I understand where you're coming from completely. There is definitely a unit party in DC and people don't get to high levels of power like the presidency without certain people's approval. Um, I definitely I odd that Trump's not running on lock him up. You know, I mean, like, isn't this the wouldn't you time? open every speech with, hey, remember that phone call they impeached me for? Well, turns out. Yeah. You know, like, I don't understand why he's I not would be playing that Joe Biden at the Council on Foreign Relations thing as a loop, as my yeah. like walk in music is Joe Biden going. So I had him fire the prosecutor a billion dollars. Nay. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, I'll tell you right now, TV, doesn't it? On the I'll, I there. You guys, there's a lot that I think that I don't understand why it is he's not talking about. Like the patents that he released in 2020. Um, why it is that he isn't, like you're saying, on on repeat playing that that clip. You know, um, why, you know, but here's the thing. I don't always agree with Donald Trump. I don't always think that he's what he's saying is correct. I don't agree with a lot of the appointments that he made in his first term. Um, I think that he trusted the swamp a little too much. I understand that maybe he was trying to play ball, at least to a certain extent, you know. Um, but at the same time, I think that was a mistake. But I also understand why in that, like, he, he didn't quite understand what he was up against. He didn't quite understand the level of betrayal that he was going to have to deal with. Um, I, I would like to believe that if he gets in now, that that would end up being mitigated dramatically. And now he knows who's loyal to him and to who isn't, because there has been the last three years of massive amounts of pressure being put on anybody that supports him, let alone being put on him. So I would like to think that we're all grains of rice on the speaker at this point. And that some people have more central roles than others, but we all have a role to play. And that's what I'm just doing my best to play the role. And my role, I think, is to hold anyone and everyone that wants power accountable. So, like, for example, Vivek Ravaswamy or Ron De, De Fascist, uh, Ravaswampy and Ron De Fascist. Why do they want to be president? Why do they want the most intense and hard job in the world why do they want the most powerful powerful position of elected power on the planet why when what makes us think that those two deep state establishment shills are going to be able to fit the bill 
You know what I, I mean? mean? If if that's not a rhetorical question, I would say because Ron DeSantis thinks that he looks like what the president should look like on a movie that's produced by Kirk Cameron. That's that's <laughs> one. For Vivek, I, I think that guy is a dead-eyed, soulless servant to power. Not that DeSantis isn't, but, but Vivek is based – I've said this before. You know how, like, Hollywood and American television, they take a show – that's popular in the UK and then they make a knockoff version and then they present it to the U S that's Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the Rishi Sunak, the UK prime and that freaking dead eyed goon, that guy, he's the American version of that. They're trying to do whatever they can to become the United colors of Benetton in terms of diversity for the sake of optics, but never diversity outside of the opinion of whatever the neocons in the fucking state department want. And that's the line. And that doesn't matter what party you are because those same neocon goons are making all of the fucking decisions in Ukraine. The Jake Sullivan's and Victoria Newlands, the Biden administration are no goddamn different than any of the worst hawks that got us into the Iraq mess either time. It's all it's the continuity of government. It has nothing to do with what the will of the people is. The will of the people need to decide that these guys are all fucking idiots. They can have their centrally backed currency and they can go choke on it. They can. They can starve themselves out with it because we produce the food. We we are the every there's nobody from the aristocracy or the elite that is born a beat cop or a fucking sheriff. That's it's not how that works. So if you want to reclaim or take your fucking country back, you got to talk to people of different opinions than you and let them know that there's zero people in Washington, D.C. that are allowed to care about them, regardless of whether or not they may in their soul, in practice, in law, in will, you're not allowed to care about us, even if you did. It's not set up that way. No, I agree. But the thing is, is that I, I, I don't know. I know. I think it was one of the founding fathers that said a nation of sheep begets a government of wolves. I think it was Jefferson. Um, and we have a republic if we can keep it. We as a people have largely been demoralized and uneducated. We've been kept ignorant on purpose. And so if we're going to act like cattle, if we're going to act like sheep, then we're going to be treated like cattle and sheep. I think that the real problem is, is that even when we don't act like cattle and sheep, we're expected to kind of like what was being said earlier about everybody being kept in line. If you're on this side or this side, no, no, no. You have to eat McDonald's, drink beer, watch football. Don't question the government, take the vaccine, shut your mouth, you know, um, and I think that karmically, and I, this is kind of, you know, if I could end this on a good note, the prophets of old used to come to cities, kind of like, you know, Jonah and, uh, you know, the whole thing with the whale. And um, I believe it was Nineveh that he had to go to and, and tell, you know, them, hey, y'all are, y'all are fucking up. God's going to come after you if you don't change your ways. I have a message to Silicon Valley. I have a message to the Vatican. 
I have a message to the people in the London Palace in Washington, D.C., to the people in the Chinese Communist Party, to the people of the Council on the Foreign Relations, the people at the World Economic Forum in the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank and, every, you know, Bilderberg, all of them. Y'all are fucking up. And I'm telling you right now, if you continue to go down this road, it will not end well for you. It is not going to turn out the way that you think it will because God is watching and God's judgment is nigh. It is close. And I promise you, karmically, you are going down the wrong road. And if you don't stop, if you don't repent, if you don't change your ways, then it will result in your catastrophic failure. It will result in your your own self-destruction. So I'm telling you, as a person that genuinely cares about every man, woman, and child on this planet, yes, even people as corrupt as yourselves, stop what you're doing. This isn't going to go well for you or anybody else on the planet. Repent and change your ways, and you will be able to cross the sea of your transgressions. But if you continue to go down this road, I'm just telling you, the wrath of God is a real thing. And if you want that, then be my guest. Continue to do what you're doing. But I promise you this, the wrath of God is coming. It is near. And if you don't change your ways, your karma is going to bite you in the ass. I think it's going to start with earthquakes and the bunkers in New Zealand. I think, and if it doesn't, then that's just, you know, that's a, a waste of, of a sense of humor for the Lord right there. It is, but, but you would think that it would, or maybe the ones in South Dakota, they could start like all of the doomsday bunkers just get well, rattled. Well, have you well, seen the, have hard. you seen the dumbs in Ukraine? <laughs> no, they're Dude, I've seen, I've seen, video, I've, I've, I've seen a handful of video, awesome. but go ahead. It's, it's like a spider web, you guys. And it's because Ukraine used to be old Soviet Union. So like all of Ukraine is basically nothing but dumps. Okay. And tunnels connecting these dumps. All right. So anybody that gains hold of Ukraine is gaining hold of that apparatus, that military industrial complex apparatus of all of these deep underground military bases. That's where we were doing a lot of these uh, bio labs and stuff. And all these biological experiments was in those dumps. Okay. So keep in mind, Ukraine is one of the most nutrient-rich, resource-rich countries in Eastern Europe, all right? Strategically, it's close to Russia. It has all of these deep underground military bases that have already been created by the Soviet Union. It has um, a population of people, because of the war-torn nature of Ukraine, that are primed for human and child trafficking. One of the largest industries in Ukraine, guess what, is mail order brides what the fuck you know what i'm saying like the the level of nazis the level of illegal arms the level of money laundering the level Ukraine's of like a human gray trafficking zone, right it's like uh as far as like i've heard it's like pretty much borderless it's like this gray zone where they can get away with whatever the fuck they want yes well, it's, for it's the a longest long time state. yeah yeah and it's I mean, because of its corruption and think about this: the infrastructure. We'll take the mobbed-up UFC guy and make him mayor. Sorry, oh, the, the infrastructure, the you right guys. Now. 
the infrastructure that's been destroyed in Ukraine is a massive cash crop for international corporations that get these government contracts to rebuild the infrastructure. It is a money laundering machine. 100%. It is a child and human trafficking machine. It is a arms dealing machine. It is a Nazi hub. Okay. People refuse like, to believe this stuff. Like on uh, Amazon prime had this uh, show with Donald Sutherland, the old one, but that not mm-hmm. the dead one or is there one? Anyways, uh that was called human trafficking and the very beginning of it ukraine and this was from 2005 i believe and the very beginnings explaining ukraine and it starts off in ukraine it it was the subject of all kinds of american comp and ncis and cia fbi overseas shows and shit was an open and now they're just open secret no it wasn't and there's actual people are like nah they said it didn't happen so they're like yeah look <laughs> so 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 then think about it like this Netflix. what we are going through you guys is the apocalypse okay apocalypse just means lifting the veil or uh revealing what is hidden okay so this is the apocalypse it's not that things in the world are getting worse it's that think the truth of either national or global corruption is becoming so obvious at this point that it's undeniable all of the swamp creatures in dc are being exposed the swamp is drained you got fish flopping around all over the place because they're not getting their money some of them yeah, some of them are freezing. Exactly, exactly. The swamp creatures are visible at this point, okay? I'll tell you what, that's made making a very good argument for that because when McConnell was up there, he was doing guppy mouth for a full 30 seconds. Just Yeah, yeah. There's the dinosaurs. Yes, I do. have you guys seen my Joker video, the Dinosaur Circus? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is. It's a Dinosaur Circus. That's what DC stands for, Washington Dinosaur Circus. Okay, so this is the apocalypse. And in that sense, it's a good thing because now what is changing along with uh, the frequency of the planet and of the cosmos is our thoughts and our emotions are changing. Therefore, our socioeconomic and geopolitical systems are going to change based on that spiritual transformation, that change of thoughts and emotions. So we are coming into a new world and there will be a new infrastructure. There will be a new form of communication. There will be a new form of economic economics, there will be a new form of, of a social uh, constructs, a sociological interaction, there will be a new form of politics. Everything is going to change. But the only way that's going to happen is if first everybody wakes up to what the fuck is going on. And Ukraine is a perfect example of what has been going on. The United States and what's happening here is a perfect example of what has been going on. You know what I'm saying? Down to, you know, Schwab and the Great Reset. And it's like, we're to that point of a reset has gotten to come and it's who's going to reset it. Us or well, well, I think, I think it's more of a great awakening and it's and, it and a reset. A oh, hold on, just, but, but think about it. A reset implies the notion of a restarting of the old system. Okay. okay what yeah, I'm, what I'm sense. suggesting is that it's not going to be a reset. It's going to be a uh, evolution 
It's not going to be a revolution because revolution is revolve. It's the same thing. Okay, we're going to evolve. We're going to transition. We're going to change. We're going to awaken. And from this mass awakening, we are going to create a whole new system that makes the old one obsolete, makes chaos obsolete, makes war obsolete. Everything is going to change because our thoughts and our emotions are going to change. Our view of reality, we are going to see the collective objective universe. No more personal subjective universes, no more collective subjective universes. The collective objective universe is going to become our reality as a mass consciousness, because at this point it is undeniable that guess what? The truth that the left and the right both need to fully fathom and grasp can be condensed into five words. You are being lied to. This is true from all angles. That's why I'm at the uh, nothing's real and anything's possible because everything we consume for the most part is on a TV screen, a, a phone screen, a computer screen, and it all can be manipulated. Uh, just like I was saying, I, even people like you possibly were used as a thing to become this face, whether you know it or not. You know, I mean, we're being led one way or the other, all different. Well, and, and look at how well that worked out for them. Okay. It didn't really, okay, um, it really didn't. So, so that's why I'm saying we're all grains of rice on the speaker. And I'm just trusting God in all of this, like the miraculous things I experienced before January 6th on my shamanic journey while I was in solitary and while I was in prison. And when I got out, I mean, I never could have picked, a better time for Tucker Carlson to release that footage than three weeks before my release, mm -hmm. because it was just enough time for people to be outraged that I was still in prison. And it was just enough time after I was released from prison and put in the halfway house for people to get interested in hearing my story and to exonerate me in the court of public opinion. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's God's plan, dude. Final note before we end. And I'll just end on this because I, I do have to go. When I was in solitary confinement uh, in the beginning of my being arrested and they slammed me with the two felonies and they told me it was a maximum of 25 years, I was freaking out, absolutely freaking out because I was like, what? I, I don't deserve this. Oh, my God. I'm, they're talking about 25 years in prison. So I had a Bible with me and I said, God. I need you to speak with me like right now. I'm going to close my eyes and open this Bible and point to a random verse. And I need you to speak with me because I'm freaking out here. So I close my eyes, I open the Bible I, with my eyes closed. I point to a random verse. I look down at the verse and it says, I am yours and you are mine. I have redeemed you and called you by name, O Jacob. Okay. Now, the statistical likelihood that my name would be in the biblical verse that I point at, considering all the verses that are in the Bible, is absolutely astronomical. And when Tucker Carlson released that footage, I was largely redeemed in the court of public opinion. I was called by name. You see? So these are the types of breadcrumbs that are left on the path, on the faith walk. And I would just encourage everyone and anyone that's watching, yourselves included, to take that leap of faith. Make that next step on the faith walk path. And together, as we all move in faith toward this unified uh state of consciousness as we all move in faith toward god 
we will push this evil, satanic, Luciferian, New World Order, One World ag uh, Government agenda the fuck off the planet. They won't be able to handle the, the elevated state of consciousness. It's going to be like a spiritual fire for them. They, these demons will want to get off the planet. They, they, they will not be able to get off fast enough. And we need not use any form of violence. That is exactly what the globalists want. That's exactly what these less than one percenters want. What we need is nonviolent, non-cooperation. What we need is basically do not comply. Do not wear a mask. Do not get vaccinated. Do not comply with the 15-minute city rule. Do not comply with... Um, Anything that is in, infringing on your sovereignty. And I promise you, take that next step on, step on the faith walk and everything is going to work out beautifully. Maybe not in the time that you want it to, but God's timing is perfect and better than anything we could dream of. Well, Jake, this has been illuminating. And thank you for being very generous with your time. I appreciate it. Um, if there's any, you said you had a, a rumble, if there's anything else you want to point people towards, uh, oh, please yeah. go ahead and, and do that. And, uh, and yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, you can go to my website, forbiddentruthacademy.com. That is forbiddentruthacademy.com at forbiddentruthacademy.com. We have all sorts of free courses you can take. We have all sorts of, uh, free podcasts you can listen to. All of my interviews are on my website. Um, you can also buy my book on my website. You can also, there, we have some awesome merch. We have, uh, uh, one that says, uh, never obey with Klaus Schwab's face on it. Uh, we have one like, uh, for, um, the beginning is near. We have one for the dinosaur circus logo. We have all sorts of hilarious stuff. One for the mockingbird media, uh, one for freedom. Uh, the whole point with the merch is to not just buy a shirt, but be a walking statement of what you believe and to do so boldly and with humor. Um, and then there's also the consultations and the bookings portion that people want to book me for a consultation or a, a booking like an interview. Excuse me, I got a cough. And then uh, if you want, you can find me on Twitter at uh, America Shaman. That's at America shaman on twitter at america shaman on twitter and you can also go to my rumble page um forbidden truth academy um you can find that on rumble you can also find uh the occult apocalypse show i do that show with a guy named dave real good dude um where we basically lift the veil on everything occult and show people what is behind the curtain um we cover things that are basically just 100 percent factual we don't really get into conjecture um, and then I also have my own old Rumble account that's called um, Yellowstone Wolf AZ. You can find a, a bunch of videos on Yellowstone Wolf AZ on Rumble. So I hope to, you know, do this again sometime. You guys have been wonderful hosts, and I thank you for your time as well. Thank you, Chris, for reaching yeah, out. Thanks. thanks for coming on, man. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We'll take care of yourself, man. And, and yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. You have yourself a fantastic rest of your day. You too, gentlemen. God bless. Much love. Later. Should we go a little bit of extra innings here, Chris? Sure. I mean, we got to thank the producers and all that good stuff, too. Uh, There's a lot in there. There was a lot in there. Boy, oh, boy. Um, thanks, you guys, for hanging out. Thanks for being a part of the show. You guys freaking rock, and, and we cannot do it without you. It's a 
value for value gig. And uh, if you're not familiar with the value for value system, it's pretty straightforward. Every time you guys see the show, Monday through uh, Thursday, 7 to 10 Pacific, live or anywhere you can find it afterwards, it's free to you. Um, no paywalls, no subscribe for bonus, blah, blah, blah. No advertisers or sponsors or any of that. It's you. If you see value in the show, whatever that is, however much it is, whatever it looks like, send it this way. And that's how we get to do the damn thing. Um, a bunch of different ways you can do that. A couple of things that, that we could uh, specifically use some assistance with. That being time, talent, and treasure. Time and talent is just a couple of us make the whole thing go. Everybody's got stuff going on. Not enough hours or resources in the day for us to do it on our lonesomes. Uh, so if you're decent at, at making clips, please, God, be decent at making clips. Be bad at making clips and learn how to get decent at making clips and, and use this show as your freaking guinea piggery. Post them, tag us, send it this way. Wakeup at protonmail.com. Shelly at amwakeupshow.com. Uh, if you're at all in a position to support independent media, there are a number of ways you can do that too. The direct donate links are in the description. Um, there were, there were a couple, uh, that came in this morning. I think Kent, um, and I can do this. I promise do to do, do, uh, Hayden and Matt appreciate you guys. Uh, and over on the, the rack fin, Dude, raised like at 80 fucking cent or something like that, dude. <laughs> <coughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see. Um, Ellen Verley, thank you very much. Hayden Davis, thank you very much. Uh, going back to Gavin being the dim choice in 2024. I think they're setting up Trump to win in 2024. Then maybe Gavin in 2028. That's an interesting <laughs> theory. Worth exploring. Trans Am, appreciate you. This is fucking yeah, brilliant. Right. DC said, y'all are doing God's work. God's work. It's well, true, though. We, we, we try to try to be humble servants of the Lord. And we thank you, friends and neighbors, for being here with us on this day of fellowship. I don't know. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> That was, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. I do. It was good shit. It was good Getting shit. Setting this up. Get, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Well, took a minute, but. Hey, man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, I, I hope I wasn't too houndy on the ritual thing. I just feel like when you're talking about the sand stuff, yeah, you got, you got freak, whether you think it's frequency or God's plan someone led you right into that thing to sit there well and look man i'm totally willing to to entertain the point of view that that yes that may have been you know the purpose of people who planned this particular event i'm choosing to do it you know this way and i you know if he's moving in ways that are unpredictable for the people who put him in that position then he's you know i would be more uh, inclined to acknowledge, you know, acknowledge that as a, a apparently reality. my video and audio is fucking wonky. Yeah, it is. 
Wow. And we just got attacked. They waited until we were done with the. <laughs> That's Fuck. wild. Is it doing it on my end on your side? Because this is. Okay. I think I got it. I was just overloaded. Oh, was I? Oh, now I'm so Look at me. I'm fuck. <laughs> this is wild. I don't know. What's wild. Going. All right. We'll fuck it then. Let's go. <laughs> it works. And then I'm in slow. I will Yeah, that's fair. Like that. That's fair. Weird. Oh, shit. It isn't slow, Bo. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, you guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out. And thanks for being a part of the show. Um, Tomorrow, uh, Meredith Miller will be joining us. Uh, on the Wednesday segment with Tease, uh Costello, thank you for the the last minute Super Ray. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, Are you fucking guys, serious? It was the what? banner. Are you serious right now, Streamyard? Oh, it was the banner. You Extended banner usage. It was the banner. It was. That's crazy. That's fucking bullshit. That needs uh, to fix that shit. That was fuck weird. Off. Yeah. Fucking banner. Dude, Jesus, Streamyard, get your shit together. Get that fucking shit together. Oh, fucking bastard! I didn't know what happened. I said, "What in the world is this?" It was a banner, dude. Make a metal out of that, anyways. That sound bite. I do. God, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, I'm pointing after every like Camilla video, like and stuff. <laughs> every Biden blunder. Should be. You should be. Um, I think we're doing blunt force today. Uh Death to Tyrants had a, a cool little a secondary intro thing that he's working on. Um I really did when I stumbled on the Shaka Khan song, I was like, Oh yeah, this is was definitely blunt force intro music um so yeah look for that i can't i don't don't think i'm doing anything else today although there's oh i will be on uh the charlie robinson show tomorrow like basically right. right after this yeah um i'm trying to get everywhere i can to promote the third eye carnival um, which we don't do on the show either. We'll do that all day tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do that all day it's tomorrow. Like one of those promo things we can just hit and it just and then it destroys the bandwidth and turns us into yeah. Now I don't know what's gonna happen if a fucking simple banner just crushes my computer or whatever the fuck just happened. Right? I was wild. Try to baby this thing. I you know right. It's being a bitch right now computer you try to be good to it you try with a new one son of a bitch all right well you guys are fucking awesome we 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 love you we'll see you tomorrow good luck to us all peace
Go back to bed, America. Your government has figured out how it all transpired. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control again. Here, here's, here, American, here's gladiators. American gladiators. Watch this. Watch Shut, this. Up. Shut up. Go back to bed, Go back America. To bed America. Here's American, here's American gladiators. gladiators. Here is 56, here is 56 channels, of channels of it. Watch these pituitary retards, pituitary retards bang, bang their fucking skulls, skulls, skulls together and congratulate, and congratulate you on living, living in the land of freedom. Land of Here you go, America. You are free. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free 